defenses. Initiate bank protocol. Initiate bank protocol. Initiate bank protocol. Initiate bank protocol. What's good, ladies and gentlemen, friends and foes? Welcome to the second part of the 2022 Bird Report. I'm your host, Palm Reader. This is uh, Bird Protocol. I'm here with Otis. Otis, how you doing? Doing good. Uh, ready to talk a little, a uh, little bit of music, a little bit of video games, and uh, later on we'll be talking to our homie Wednesday. So it's a good yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. We did. We had a good time chatting to him. It was uh, uh, recorded a couple days ago, shortly after the release of his album, and uh, it was really good to check into or check in with him and uh, and uh, chat about not only Vices but uh, some of the other releases that uh, he's dropped in between Sky Is Blue and uh, and now uh, and his latest album with Flexo, of course. Anyway, we'll save that for the end. Um, if you haven't checked out the first half of the bird report where we covered movies and television, um, then, uh, you should go do that, uh, and either before or after you listen to this one, cause we had some bangers on there. Um, just a quick, quick thought. Cause we both were kind of involved in that golden globes. What'd you think this year? Of like what the show itself or um, like the I, awards? I would say the awards probably. I mean, I didn't. I aside from the Eddie Murphy joke and a few other, you know, wacky, messy, drunk celebrity mm-hmm. things. I didn't didn't really see a whole lot about that. But as far as winners, uh, what did you think? Uh, I was fairly pleased with the winners. A lot of good stuff. Nothing really out of like left field. Like, huh? But uh. Yeah, no, some nice stuff. I mean, the most uh, confusing thing is why Gerard Carmichael was hosting. I mean, I like him as a comedian. He's just very, very, he's a, he's slow. Like, uh, you know, he's more of like a sit-down guy, tell you some stories with, uh, you know, some payoff. But I don't think he's was the right choice for, like, a night of trying to entertain America. Um Anyway, but yeah, no, uh, a lot of great people won some awards. Uh, Michelle Yeoh, uh, uh, bah, 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 I forget the guy's name from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, uh, Kihei Kwan. Yes, thank you. Uh, Shout you know. out him. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. so happy for him. Not only was his speech like dynamite, like probably the best speech of the night. I'm just happy for the guy, like child actor, stereotyped in kind of like the the stereotypical asian kid roles uh career peters out uh goes to work behind the scenes for many many years thinks i should try and give it one more shot before uh you know before i'm i i i get to the point where i look back and regret it and then he's cleaning up in the awards uh ceremonies the different awards uh areas across all of you know, f- film and uh, and then culminating in the Golden Globe and hopefully the Oscar. And it's just such an underdog story. You can't help but root for it. And he was fucking excellent in everything, everywhere, all at once. So, yeah, know. no, it's just a fantastic movie. Um, I only just started watching it last night, The Bear, but three episodes in and I'm 
I, I love it. I love that show. So shout out Jeremy Allen White, who won yeah, the I was, award as well. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure on this podcast, I've lauded that show uh, three or four times yeah. throughout the year. And I'm glad that you watched it and enjoyed it mm-hmm. when you texted me and said, oh, Pierre and I watched the first episode. We're just going to keep watching it. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hell what yeah. else was there? Oh yeah, uh, uh, Quinta Brunson and uh, Abbott Elementary picked up a bunch of awards, and I was talking about that show last week. I love that show. Me and Pear love that show. Uh, yeah, I hope Disney gets a second season on there fast. I think there's a second season. If not, the first season's fantastic, and you should watch it. Um, what else? What else was there? What else was there? I mean, Banshees of uh, Inisherin won um, some awards, like best uh, screenplay. And uh, Colin Farrell won Best Actor, which I mean, like, you know, it's okay. Like, I mean, Colin Farrell was fantastic in it. Don't get me wrong, as we talked about last week. But the the script part, I was kind of like, eh, you know, it's not McDonough's best script, I think. Yeah, um, I still I still stand by. I mean, like, I'm happy to see it get awards. I like mm-hmm. Martin McDonough. I'm not like, there's, I just, it didn't wow me the way that some of his other films did. And I think that maybe because it needs a rewatch, maybe because there's some, it's, it's both heavy handed and subtle at the same time. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, there could be some stuff that I missed nuance that I missed. Maybe I was looking for too much um, and I need to watch it again, but I had only watched it once. We spoke about it last week about how it didn't really make the top of the year for me, but it was still good. I still enjoyed it. But it, yeah. it didn't really, it was like an honorable mention or, yeah. uh, you know, so anyway, but I mean, I'm happy to see them win awards um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and I can't, uh, you know, I figure it was fairly par for the course. Uh, I was a little bit uh, miffed about, about, well, and of course I haven't seen it yet, but just uh, I'm also such a sucker for the underdogs, the whole hoping Brendan Fraser uh, part of me was like, I hope he wins there and he isn't there because he, it just brings more kind of, uh, shines more light on, on what he had to go through to get back to where he is now and to be critically, critically acclaimed and, yeah. you know, but again, I mean, a lot of people didn't show up to collect their awards. There was at least like five, six people that weren't there. Like, yeah, no, the people aren't uh, too fond of the Golden Globes uh, right now. But uh, you know what? Um, We're in award season now, film-wise. So, you know, there's also like Screen Actors Guild Award, Directors uh, Guilds of America. You know, they announced their nominations and stuff. So... You know, we're seeing some uh, some of the boys, some of the girls getting uh, some nominations, and uh, you just love to see it. You know, yeah, just love, love seeing it. good shit get awarded. That's yeah, like nominated. Uh, yeah. And uh, and uh, also the Producers Guild Award, uh, the PGA mm-hmm. nominations were out too. So, you know, we've got a lot of awards coming up after the Golden Globes, leading up to the Oscars, of course. Um, and uh, but yeah, I was pretty happy to see some of the people that I really wanted to win that I felt deserved it win um and i'm very happy to uh just overall it kind of went the way that i thought it would there were a couple curveballs but um very mm-hmm. happy for jeremy allen white the bear is a tremendous tv show everything everywhere all at once Absolutely. tremendous um uh, so you know rock and roll man all right let's get into Hell the yeah. music here uh Hell yeah 2022 was a year with a lot of good dang music um 
So, and my list is pretty long. So why don't I fire through it? And if there's anything that you share with me, we'll do what we did last time. We'll talk about it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I imagine uh, there's going to be less crossover on this one. Um, but, you know, let's let's get to it. Let's rock. All right. So let's rock, um, let's rock and talk. I'm going to fire through and try and get some short sentences off, but I really don't want to drag on too long. And this list is in yeah. no particular order. I'm not doing it in any type of alphabetical or whatever. These are just things that I really, really liked. Uh, and uh, I feel like people should check out. So first uh, on the list that I wrote down upon thinking about it was um, Sing Me a Lullaby, My Sweet Temptation by Suicide Boys, a real return to form for the uh, Suicide Boys, um, uh, uh, one of whom went through rehab, is now completely sober. The other one is off of all narcotics and is, uh, and is only smoking weed and no longer drinking. And I think that through that process, they found something, they unlocked something. There's a lot of therapy involved in rehab. And um, what came out of it was just a really, really great kind of return to form for them. Some of the songs on that album I really love. If you're into Suicide Boys and you like old Suicide Boys, this is kind of a callback to that. Um, and uh, But also kind of honoring their more recent stuff. It's It was just a great album front to back. I really enjoyed it. Um and some of the sampling and production is excellent. Uh, the next one is the Callous uh, Dow Boys, Celebrity Therapist. This band rips. If you like yeah. heavy music and you're not listening to them, I've already preached and ranted and raved about them multiple episodes throughout the year because I was just so flabbergasted by how goddamn good their album is. Celebrity Therapist is a ride, a roller coaster, front to back, up to de- up top to bottom, uh, uh, front to back roller coaster of genres of sounds of, um, really smart lyric writing, almost poetic at times, other times, very self-aware and tongue in cheek. It's like what kind of mathy metal course should be. And, uh, it rips. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Marlon yeah, Kraft, you showed me some of that stuff. Like yeah. I listened to some of that and I was like, yo, this is pretty tight. I haven't gone too deep into their album, but uh, from what I heard, I was like, this is big throwback to like 2005, 2006 type shit, which but, is like, but awesome. with, but with a 2022 sensibility and 2022 yes. production level, like mm-hmm. the production yeah. on the album is phenomenal. Um, it's great. Yes. I'm glad you liked yeah. it. If you like heavy music, you should check it out. Marlon Craft, while we're here, fantastic hip hop album out of New York. I'm sure I've talked about Marlon Kraft before, his other uh, projects, mm-hmm. um, Space uh, and uh, uh, Funhouse uh, Fun Mirror, and just a bunch of them. I really like him. He's a bar spitter, uh, but he's very under, he's kind of understated and, and underappreciated, I think. And while we're here, saw him do some hooks, uh, saw him craft an actual album with a lot of really cool kind of like themes. And, uh, and it, it feels a lot like a musical journey. Uh, this one is probably on your list. Kenny beats Louie. Um, I, yeah, that's in my honorables. Yeah. He, he just, I, I, it's just such a great album to listen to. Uh, mm-hmm. and it really showcases his production talent, but also his ear for like jazz, his ear mm-hmm. for kind of like interesting melody and structure and just overall it's it's a really great sit down and chill out album i'm pretty sure we mm-hmm. said that after uh we, i got back from yeah. uh from portugal because it was one of the albums i sat on the uh 
on the balcony when I had COVID and listened to mm-hmm. like over and over again. Uh, and it's surprisingly emotional for being an instrumental album. I mean, it's about his dad and it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's, there's some real heart put into it and I really yeah. liked it. I mean, that's the thing is that it is an instrumental album, but there are like some vocal parts, but like not necessarily singing, but like the way he incorporates some sounds and some vocal sounds to create like melodies. It like feels like a song. There's points where like you forget it's an instrumental album because they're like, there's a lot of stuff where you can just hum along to it and whatever. And like, even like, there are some like uh, rapper ad libs in it as well, which yeah, I thought and, was a nice little touch. And some verses, like there are half verses or lines that he repeats from, um, I think it's like Slow Tie and Denzel Curry and a couple other people. Mm-hmm. Just really good. Like it's just really great, really great instru- uh, mm-hmm. instrumental project. It's kind of like hip hop, jazz, fusion. You know, like it goes from boom bap to like, a jazzy soundscape to like almost weird industrial hip hop sounds. And then it switches up to this ethereal light kind of melody driven stuff. It's, it's cool. It's just a really cool, really awesome listen. Uh, and I recommend that people check it out. Um, the next one on my list, Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morale and the big steppers. Kendrick came back. King Kendrick came back and delivered one of the most bar heavy, one of the most honest, one of the most raw, one of the most, um, uh, uh, and when I say honest, I don't mean just like honest about himself, like just in the presentation even, uh, mm-hmm. of, of, and the content of his, of the music. Um, and, uh, uh, it, it just, it, it, it is, uh, a fully rounded, fully complete, fully realized vision of what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And some of the songs actually quite um, elicited quite an emotional response from me. Uh, mm-hmm. When I was when I first listened to it, I wasn't paying as much attention, but driving uh, down to Pennsylvania and listening to it on the way down and giving it my full attention. Well, the road had my full attention, but listening to it while I was going down, catching more of it, catching the depth of the production, capturing capture, uh, capturing the and catching the uh the the lyrics and the the wordplay mm-hmm. and the uh, interesting choices and flows and just everything Kendrick Lamar is on is at the top obviously everybody knows that but Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers is an adult grown ass album done yeah. right and i just love it yeah no it's a, like a fantastic album and like it's hilarious to see people just totally misunderstand something at like like you know specifically like the song like auntie diaries where like you know he's talking about his own life his own family like and you know people he actually knew and he's talking like you know because people were mad that it has like some transphobic some homophobic things but it's like it's written from a perspective of like you know I don't know. I I feel like people just don't like appreciate. They just don't like certain words and they don't like care about the artistry behind it. And it's like, you know, the whole song speaking on how he was, was wrong, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. And then like, you know, so that's really silly to see it. I'm just like, why are people questioning 
Kendrick's like ability to write. Like, please just stop. <laughs> like, yeah. Look at like the song "We Cry Together." It's literally a one act play. It's literally yeah. a one act like audio play, which also has one of the hardest Alchemist beats ever. And like, man, that song goes so hard with Taylor Page, who isn't a musician. She's an actress from the film Zola, which is one of my favorite watches of uh, this year that I actually forgot to mention. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie Zola, watch it. It's a wild ride. Um, yeah, I know this Kendrick album was, you know, it kind of, I think I, I mentioned this. I don't know if we were, if I mentioned it on the pod or afterwards when I was like, you know, I was thinking, it's like, I don't know if I'm going to include Mr. Morale because like, you know, I haven't listened to it that much, but like, I remember really enjoying it. It's just kind of like a dense album. It's not like something you would listen to and like chill out to. But then, you know, after one listen of it, I was like, oh yeah, you know, Kendrick, Kendrick's on point. Like, I'm not going to question this man. So, uh, yeah, for me, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers as well. Definitely a big album. Yeah, and also shout out Die Hard. Uh, no, not Die Hard. Oh. Um, Silent Hill with Kodak yeah. Black. One of the hardest Kodak Black mm-hmm. features. And somehow Kendrick and Kodak really work. And it's just yeah. the beat, everything outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Die, yeah. Uh, Die Hard is good, too. I really do like that song. Count Me Out. Uh Purple yeah, Hearts purple with Hearts. Ghostface Killer. I love that. Just love a good rap song. Father Time is a fantastic song as well. Um, yeah, Front the Pack, just a great album. Yeah, really good. Um, one that I enjoyed. This is more of a uh a honorable mention for me. Um, because I I enjoyed it a bit, but not as much as their other albums. But I like to see bands grow. Uh, the 1975 being funny in a foreign language, I thought was a really interesting uh, and and realized again a realized vision, uh, kind of change in direction and sound for the band. And some of the songs on there I really really like. Some of them not as much for me, so it's kind of an honorable mention. But I appreciate uh, when bands kind of can move it. This is a, a steady theme in, in bird protocol. If you guys haven't caught it yet, if a band can explore and move in new directions and evolve while still keeping their kind of original, uh, um, their original identity, but like grow mm-hmm. and mature, I really yeah. enjoy that. So that one's an honorable mention. Um, I don't know. I think you've, you've joked about this album with me, so I don't know if you actually like it or not. I really loved Alexis on fire's album. Otherness. Um, I thought that it was, uh, uh, kind of, uh, a, a really triumphant return for a band that was very, uh, important to us. And we've done an episode on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I found that they kind of succeeded on otherness in what, and, and of course, you know, um, uh, is it young Cardinals, old crows, young Cardinals, the, yeah. that, that album, at the time, it was kind of like, I feel like they were reaching ahead a bit and that has a- yeah. aged really well. But yes. I feel like now they've kind of like are the right time. It hit at the right time. The kind of like shoegazy grungeness, but also the kind of stoner metal-y stuff and everything. The kind of like culmination of all their interests and their age and their experience in the album. 
um, and kind of trying new songwriting things, having George sing a bit. And I don't know, just, I thought it was excellent. I, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I've, I've enjoyed listening to it multiple times. Um, and, uh, and some of the songs I find to be quite hauntingly beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so I, I enjoyed it. I don't know how you, if you, uh, that's one I kind of forgot about, like, cause I remember the singles coming out and like, I wasn't super hot on the single. So I don't think I've actually sat down and given that album like a true solid listen. Um, I've definitely skimmed it and, you know, so yeah, I I don't know. I haven't really given it a listen, to be honest. So, all right. Well, that's fair. Uh, This next one, we'll probably both agree on Vince Staples, Ramona Park broke my heart coming hot on the heels of last year's Vince Staples by Vince Staples. Um, Ramona Park broke my heart is probably one of the best rap. Well, not probably it is in, for me, the top five best rap albums of the year. I love Vince Staples. I love his whole rap style, his his uh, his his flow, his cadence, and um, he just maximized it to its potential on this album, um, and even included some more kind of breaking from his normal style of of just kind of rapping, rapping the whole song. Uh, that we had some some choruses that he actually. Uh, uh, you know, tried to do some new melodies on and tried new things and, and bouncier, more fun tracks like magic, uh, just really good stuff. Production. Excellent. Rapping. Excellent. Vince Staples, Ramona Park broke my heart and Vince Staples by Vince Staples, uh, which was on our top list last year, just outstanding stuff. Um, Mm. You love to see it. I love Vince Staples. Uh, he probably would have words for me because I'm I'm some white dude talking about rap, but yeah, that that album's sick. <laughs> just shout out Vince Staples as a person. I just yeah. just shout out Vince Staples as a person. I like him. <laughs> yeah, he's he's funny. He's smart, and uh, he's odd, honestly doing his damn thing. And he did it with Ramona Park. Broke my heart. I really loved it. Um, Honest, our honorable mention, Sabag, Few Good Things, another hip-hop album I very, very much enjoyed. Um, uh, and Saba is someone who kind of flew under my radar for a long time. Only recently, in the past year or two, have I kind of caught on to him. And um, I just really like his his style of, of hip-hop and rap. And um, I really enjoyed Few Good Things. I don't know if it's one that you listen to, but I wanted to shout it out. Uh, no. Yeah, I did not give that one a listen, but uh, shout out Saba. Uh, how about Benny Saba, the Butcher? Saba, S A B A. Few good things. Ah. Great, great record if you're into hip hop. Uh, what about Benny the Butcher? Tana Talk Four. How are we feeling that about that? That was this year, I believe, unless uh, I was wrong and it's from last year. In which case, we would have talked about it last year. Let me take a look here, real quick. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Tana Talk Four. Yeah, that did come out this year. God damn. Why did I feel it's, like it's been such a dense year for music releases? Like I don't, I don't fault you for for not remembering yeah, everything that came out. Oh man, that song with J Cole, that's hard. Uh, Johnny P's Caddy again, another Alchemist produced song. Hmm, can you tell who my favorite hip hop producer is by yeah. uh, the way I react to songs? <laughs> uh, uh, that one is. I really love Tana Talk Four. I thought it delivered um, the Ten Next Commandments or Ten More Commandments. Oh, yes, like oh, the, my God. there's so many good songs on that album, and we and. You know, Fuck. we love Griselda here, and even though uh, Benny is no longer 
on Griselda, the label. He, he has made it clear that he is always still will be Griselda. Um, and, um, and so, you know, I just love Tana talk for, I thought it was great. Johnny P's caddy is one of the best rap songs of the year. And J Cole's mm-hmm. feature on that was ruthless. It was. Yeah. I mean, J Cole is always fantastic. So yeah, but he came, what? he came with it. Like J Cole yeah, has no, the ability did. to match the person on the track, even if it's unexpected. And I didn't really know how Benny, the butcher and J Cole were going to mesh. But uh, J. Cole uh, let his nuts hang. It was crazy. It's it's fire. Absolutely. That song is nuts. Um, add another one that, that uh, shit's twang. Action Bronson, Coco Drillo Turbo. Um, yep. Great album. Amazing production. Uh, Bronsolino doing his thing as per usual. I mean, you know, could you say, well, it sounds like a lot of the last albums he put out. Yes. But if you like action, that's what you want. You want yeah, him you to- want him doing the most ridiculous punchlines over the most insane international music samples. That's Action Bronson at his purest. That's who he is. Yeah. He's a fucking wrestler. He's a pro wrestler. Literally, this year, he wrestled on AEW television. So yes. this man is a pro wrestler in like brought to life and decided to just entertain the masses. Uh, also, shout out new season of Fuck That Delicious on YouTube. Yeah. He, uh, he, he, uh, he just did his thing. So I just had to give him, I, I, again, I don't know if these are all honorable mentions or where the, what's, what's on the list. What's, these are just the things that I like this year, uh, that I really enjoyed. And I enjoyed that because I like action. You like action, Coco Drillo Turbo. Some of the craziest beats I've heard. Great production from Derringer, from Alchemist, from his whole cadre of, of, of producer homies. And he just does his thing. And he does mm-hmm. it real well. And uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, Absolutely. Another, another Griselda member, Conway the Machine, dropping both God Don't Make Mistakes and What Has Been Blessed Can't Be Cursed. Uh, what else is there to say about Conway, man? I mean, we've already said it um, mm-hmm. uh, many times over. Conway is an excellent wordsmith. And uh, he just continues to, to release very, very uh, consistently um interesting uh consistently exciting and well done music um with you know he can zig he can zag he can like last year we talked a lot about scatterbrain with jid and ludicrous which you never thought you would see conway with jid and ludicrous um that's bonkers who that's the wildest collaboration ever like no matter how you flip it those three guys is just like what huh but fire absolute fire yeah and and he just continued to make really good uh music and uh much like action bronson conway the machine has a kind of formula that he sticks to with some exciting deviations but he's always delivering pressure always delivering bars and so i really really uh you know wanted to give him his flowers here um mm-hmm. this next one was a late a late edition and uh well these next two i'm just gonna say it's flat out um drake and 21 savage her loss best drake album that we've gotten in a long time um and uh i thoroughly enjoy it i think that um uh you know i was hoping when he announced honestly never mind in the summer the the day that it dropped uh i thought that it was going to be another if you're reading this it's too late where he was rapping rapping 
Um, and, uh, and it wasn't, it was something completely different. Uh, but her loss, the boy, he's got bars. Like it's, it's kind of undeniable. Like it's just, it's, you, you just feel like it, I, I hate to say it. Cause it's like, you feel, you feel kind of sassy listening to it, but in like mm-hmm. a gruff, like thuggish way, it's very, it's, it, it makes you feel, feel like, you know, it's, it's got that energy, uh, and, uh, and, and, uh, you know, that's funny to say because of all the memes, but like 21, can you do some for me? And like him as like a woman dancing and saying that and all that stuff. But yeah. it is that, that kind of like petty energy that, that, and the bars are there. The production is really cool. Um, you know, middle of the ocean is one of the, uh, better tracks that he's released in a long time. Plus he's, he's. He's very open to collaborating with the younger artists and their songs on there that sound like some of the newer genres, you know, bouncier, more, more, uh, uh, like pitched vocals, things like that. But then he has, yeah, middle of the ocean and, and on BS and a bunch of other songs that are calling back to like what we love about Drake. And I just thought it was a really, really good release. Um, but also at the same time, I liked, honestly, never mind. Uh, I wasn't sure about it when I listened to it first, but as the summer went on and I played it in, you know, outside beside around the fire or when I was in Portugal on the beach listening to it, I kind of understood that this wasn't for, you know, uh, hyping me up at the gym or, or, Mm -hmm. or, you know, listening to it in a, in a, uh, like a hip hop club or something like it's a, it's a purely dance record. And, and when you can Mm -hmm. get into that headspace and appreciate it, I really, really enjoyed it, especially Massive. Massive is like one of my favorite songs of the year. So um, I don't know if either of those were on your list. No, uh, I'm getting weren't. close. <laughs> Pardon? I said, no, they were not. No, I they were not. not uh, indulge in much Drake, except for when we did the uh, episode on Drake. And Yes. Uh, were, were those albums out when we even did that episode? I think, honestly, Nevermind was out. And I'm pretty sure that I said, you know, I don't think it's as bad as everybody thought it was. But I didn't get, you know, over the rest of the summer, over the rest of the year, yeah. I've kind of, it's grown on me a lot. And I really yeah. do like it. Uh, Jid, um, the f- oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say what I've heard of the Drake and 21 Savage album, I liked. I've only heard like a track or two off of it, but I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I like yeah, that. This, back this, this is the drizzy I like. So yeah. uh, I should he, check that one out. I guess he's got the he's got the petty sassy Drake energy going, but he got, there's yeah. bars too. Like I yeah. I was very surprised by how much I liked her loss, and I mean this yeah. in the nicest of ways. But it's like CLB, we both agreed, kind of yeah. sucks, and mm-hmm. uh, and and then after that dropping, honestly, never mind, yeah. and being kind of like we don't, you know, this is kind of cool, but we don't really like we need time mm-hmm. to kind of figure it out. And, uh, yeah. and, and then at, at that point I was kind of like, you know, with the last stuff that had been released over the, however many years, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know if he had it in him to really like, you know, uh, really rap, really, really put it, really, really, you know, put, apply put the it pressure, on put it on, you know, like, yeah, I didn't know if he had it and her loss mm-hmm. real good. Uh, another rap album I really loved Jid, the, uh, the forever story, um, yeah. That is a, a, if you want another, uh, speaking of rap, a masterclass in rapping, storytelling, kind of crafting an album, that is uh, one of my favorites of the year. And um, uh, it's 
I mean, Jid Jid is a, an alien. Like his his ability to rap, his flows, his kind of the stuff that he does with his voice, um, and uh, and and just his, you know everything about him like i just like jid <laughs> i think the forever story yeah. was excellent um this isn't uh, this is more of a general one uh even though his actual life three dropped this year um i kind of found fred again this year the uh producer dj um songwriter general music genius from the uk um and uh i found his all all of his albums and got into him just uh, in the summer shortly before going on our trip to portugal and uh, his music played a lot while we were there and um i just really like fred again so i wanted to shout him out uh and his latest album actually free three is uh his his patented blend of airy spacey emotional um kind of cinematic uh synth sounds and 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 vocal vocal takes and chops and everything but then his kind of like precision housey um uh uh, very technical drums and it's all it's it's just really cool i just really like it um it's yeah i've heard a lot about that one haven't checked it out though but yeah i've been hearing that guy's name around everywhere so i should probably yeah watch watch the boiler room set of him that's where he kind of that's uh shout out cody codler sent me the his uh tweet with part of his boiler room set and uh it had the song on it that they that he and skrillex just dropped at the start of this year called Mm -hmm. rumble and i was listening watching it and listening to it and everybody's like reacting to it and it just i was like this is music you know like i was so into it um Another one that probably you don't have, Muramasa, Demon Time, a really great pop uh, pop album from the UK. Um, some people didn't like it. They thought it was a bit derivative or a bit whatever. But you know what? Sometimes shiny surface value f- pop can be done really well. And mm-hmm. some of the songs on that album, I'm just jealous that I didn't make those melodies, that I didn't like. It's just so fun and Uh, and and it incorporates aspects of kind of the modern glitch pop hyper pop but it also has some edm sounds some hip-hop sounds some you know it's just it's just a good electronic pop album and it was on Mm -hmm. rotation heavily so i wanted to shout it out that's muramasa demon time sorry this is going really long um wiki and subject five cold cuts um i love wiki and subject Subject Five is an excellent producer, and Cold Cuts is phenomenal. If you have a chance, if you like New York hip hop, if you like Wiki, and you haven't checked it out, also shout out DJ Fucking Lucas for bringing it. One of the hardest features on the album and Silent Meetings. Um, yeah, Cold Cuts is excellent. The videos right. that they dropped for all of the songs, excellent. The production, excellent. This is if you haven't listened to this, Otis this is one thousand percent your shit like i told you about the bear this is your shit you will lose your mind it's really really fucking good um so i recommend i don't want to give too much away about it but it's new york boom bap boiled down with a 2022 sensibility and wiki just fucking barring up every song it's beautiful it's beautiful um push a tease it's almost dry uh uh that's uh 
for me, it's a bit of an honorable mention. Um, there was some stuff on the album I really, really loved. And then there was some stuff that I was kind of meh about. But the stuff that I loved so much, I was like, oh, King Push, you know? Yeah. But then, uh, but then there was other stuff that I was like, uh, all right, Push. Um, but overall, the good outweighs the bad. And a lot of people who love rap will be like, this is the rap album of the year. I don't, I don't think, I think that might be kind of a bit much. I think that Mm -hmm. there was like, I would listen to cold cuts over. It's almost dry any day, like any day. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but like push a T is Coke rap for white guys. So like, that's really what it is. Um, He's just kind of like the most mainstream Coke rapper there is. Mm. Uh, Him and Ross. I mean, yeah, exactly. But like they're mainstream as fuck. Like if you want to, like hear some dirty coke rap like west side gun put out how many albums this year probably yeah. i don't know <laughs> i uh uh another one that's on my list earl sweatshirt's sick yep, came out this the, year uh yeah right at the beginning right yeah I think. and uh and it's fantastic production fantastic rapping fantastic uh i mean you have to be this one is far more accessible than feet of clay um, but, mm-hmm. uh, but I, you know, you do have to be a fan and understand his style, but if you, if yeah. you get it, you love it. It's the, I sick, mean, sick it, was excellent. Yeah. It, like if you're like a fan of like MF doom type beats where it's just weird fucking samples where you'd hear it and be like, why would anyone rap on this? But then you hear like Earl sweatshirt is so unorthodox with his style. He's so laid back His like just the the way he writes and the words he uses is just like dumb because you're like this dude's like 26 and he's fucking saying some profound shit like it's yeah. insane like I, i've been a long time fan of earl sweatshirt um i mean sick isn't my favorite album of his uh like i think like the two like doris and like i don't like shit i don't go outside i think those are two of my favorite rap albums ever of all time yeah. and like you know he's just gone weirder and weirder he's just doing his own fucking the man's just i don't know man he grew his dreads out and just got on some weird shit and i love it yeah well i really i thought sick was was really good and uh yeah I, no it's fantastic I'm, I'm i'm happy to include it although i do agree like doris and and uh i don't like shit i don't go outside is uh um they were kind of like formative albums uh yeah so it's sure. like there's a also a nostalgia factor for it but i really enjoyed sick yeah true um uh honorable mention to pine grove for 11 11 uh i really uh liked i dig pine grove i dig what they do and uh i dig the album i dug the album um and uh and i, I think it's honorable mention because i don't think it reached the level as some of the other albums for me but i was happy to see them uh, back putting out music and uh i just think that their songwriting and their guitar style is so beautiful and and interesting and so i wanted to include include it uh, another hip-hop one that's uh these these next uh two are also honorable mentions they're not quite at the top but i did really enjoy them west side boogie more black superheroes really good rap album um and uh much like saba um very uh just very solid very consistent in his style uh interesting in some ways kind of experimental um and other ways um 
uh, he just is consistent with it. Uh, and uh, he has a really funny song album or song on there with uh, not funny, but unlikely song on there with soldier boy. Um, it's uh, yeah, just West side boogie. It's a really fun album um, that touches on some more personal and serious things, but it's a really nice listen and a really enjoyable album. So more black superheroes on there. Another one, Polyphia. Remember that you will die. Um, Polyphia is like an enigma of a band. Uh, this album, they yeah. added vocal vocals from all different types of people, including some rappers, Chino Marino from Deftones. Um, there's like songs that sound like uh, classical guitar, neo soul jazz. And then there are songs that sound like industrial cyberpunk, like rap party uh, or rap ecstasy party uh, bangers. Uh, and, uh, and I think, I think this one's, a, <laughs> I can't, sometimes I love, I listen to it and I'm like blown away by it. And then sometimes I listen to it and I'm like, is this too much? But, but it's still good. I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of those things where I love new levels, new devils. I love Renaissance. I like Polyphia. I like what they're doing. And I think they've kind of like stepped into the next level and I think that that alone is memorable and or, or commendable. Do I think it's one of the best of the year? I'm not sure yet. I, even though it's been months, <laughs> I can't tell because I go back and forth. But yeah. that alone kind of urges me to mention it so that people might check it out if they're into Polyphia, if they know about what Poly Polyphia has been doing, their blend of kind of electronic, metal, uh, math rock, um, classical guitar, jazz, neo soul, uh, whatever the hell they're doing over there they're with their crazy, crazy know, guitars yeah. and minds. Um, but I just thought it should be included. I'm almost there. Uh, Stormzy. Jesus Christ. Yeah. How many do you have? I, I have, I have five more, four more. Oh um, Stormzy, five more. Stormzy, uh, this is what I mean. Um, incredible album from an incredible artist i've loved stormzy's for stormzy for years uh and uh and to see him grow up experiment with melody experiment with beauty in his music it's not all just rap grime beats it's not all rapping it's there's some love songs and some personal stories and some i mean there are some songs on there that bang my my presidents are black incredible but um but but there's some other stuff like fire babe hi, uh, uh i think it's uh hide and seek or um, i can't remember the name of the song sorry i don't want to there's so many things here on the list um but he uh he he just delivers some really really beautiful personal um yeah hide and seek personal uh uh, uh touching stories he he kind of opens up about his struggles and himself fame and all these things and it was just a left turn that i didn't see coming but i was absolutely gobsmacked by and enjoy um this one is probably on your list rock marciano and the alchemist the elephant man's bones if you want to talk about a near perfect hip-hop album i think that's it like um what else is there to say? Rock Marcy mm. delivers some of his yeah. best bars. Uh, the Alchemist I mean, delivers some of his best production that I've ever heard. It is 
incredible. Absolutely yeah. incredible. And features from two of my favorite rappers. You know, he's got Action Bronson on there. He's got Boldy James on there, which is a combo I knew I needed. I knew I needed. Um, that song, song Quantum Leap, may be perhaps top three best rap songs of the year. Uh, and then the song, The Horns of Abraxas. Holy shit. Not okay. It has nothing to do with Rock Marciano. It has everything to do with Ice T telling a story. He's doing a spoken word story, and it is just the hardest shit ever. It's just just listen to it. And if you're not visualizing a gangster movie in your head, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Uh, yeah, no, Elephant Man's Bones. That is in my top ten. That's a actually that's my number two rap album of the year. If I had to put a number on it, uh, but uh, yeah, no, the album is fantastic. Like if you love the art of hip hop, that this is this is it. This is the one. Yeah, like, this is. I this mean, is like I mean, it's not just. I, I don't mean just rapping. Like I mean, if you mm-hmm. love all of it, like the production, the samples the the interesting experimental stru- song structures the way mm-hmm. that they kind of like built it together the whole story of it it's just to the core like almost perfect like yeah i, and I, it's I don't just crazy that, too yeah like the, the like rock marciano and alchemist doing an album together because like rock marciano in his own right as a producer is god tier as well like he's produced majority of his own albums front to back he is one of the best like new york boom bap crate digger producers like he is one of the best producer rappers and just you know as i've said countless times now the alchemist is my favorite producer ever if you've got an album with the alchemist it's going to be on my list all right so the last three um this is one that we'll kind of talk about because uh wednesday brought it up in his uh interview but break-ins hypochondriac incredible kind of like new pop hyper pop Mm. alternative i don't know what exactly what you call it most people would call it i guess hyper pop is what it's under just really interesting songwriting in amazing uh kind of production and tr- and the the kind of maintained vision and theme his v- uh vocal skills the kind of everything all together just is this tone and it's just excellent excellent if you like pop music interesting production and uh and wow i really enjoyed it we'll talk more about it at the end this yeah. one burn a boy love damani um what else can you say? Burna Boy is a giant. He he does his thing, and uh, and it's just a f- a really enjoyable listen. It's fun. It's interesting. It merges kind of like the Western hip hop uh, sensibilities with a lot of the kind of um, African like Afro beats and and African kind of cultural sounds and everything. And it's just just really good shit, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously it is because it did so well world across the world. I, I think this came out this year. I don't, I, I don't know if I might be wrong. Uh, love to, a nice little goog. Yeah. I'm just double checking here to make sure. Cause I, I don't want to, yeah, it was this year in July. Um, and the last one is Smino love for rent, uh, an incredible, album i don't even want to necessarily call it a rap album because it mixes all different types of sounds all different types of of uh kind of generic conventions in new and 
unexpected ways. Uh, it's a beautiful album. It's got songs that will make you feel stuff. It'll songs that will make you hyped up. It'll it has songs that will make you think about things. And uh, it's someone just delivering at a consistent and uh, and um, uh, a, a consistent level, while also kind of uh, again exploring new sounds, new regions, new tones, new you know, everything. And just the songwriting is really interesting. Everything about it. I really enjoyed. So Smino love for rent. That's the end of my list. Sorry. It was so long. These were all just things I felt. And I probably forgot some honestly, but this year has been so dense with music and so many good releases that it's like, damn man. Uh, so those were mine. Uh, and so not including the ones or you can say them, but we don't have to talk about them. What's on yours. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean, this year, the thing is, I listened, I didn't listen to a whole lot of music that was released this year. Um, like, majority of the year, I spent listening to two bands, and both of these bands haven't released albums in years. I mean, one of them hasn't released an album in six years. One hasn't released an album in 15 years now. They're both still bands. But... um Two of my favorite punk bands ever, uh, Dillinger 4 and Toys That Kill. Um, I've just been listening to them so much uh, recently. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know. I just have like sort of nostalgia for sort of like the early 2000s fat record sound. And like, you know, Toys That Kill doesn't necessarily have that exact sound. But, you know, Dillinger 4 is 100% like fast pop punk melodies. And, you know, I, I I just love it. I've just been sort of listening to some bands that just kind of remind me of my youth without having to listen to Blink-182 all the time. So, uh, you know, I found some other bands. And then um, before I get into my actual list of this year, I also want to shout out the band Angel Dust and their album Yak from... Uh, did it come out? I think it came out 2021. I don't know if it... Who knows? But uh, Angel Dust... They're a side project of Turnstile, which is also Turnstile is a side project of Trapped Under Ice. So Angel Dust is the some members of Turnstile and this vocalist from Trapped Under Ice. And it's like a cool sort of punk, uh, pop punk, indie rock punk. Um, it's really cool. Like if you haven't listened to it, dude, I you would definitely love it. Um, yeah, oh, no, no, it's I got. Know, a, I know Angel Dust and did did. Turnstile dropped this year, didn't they too? No, no, that was twenty twenty one. Yeah, okay. we had. Yeah, we talked about that last year. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to shout out. I didn't f- find out about Angel Dust until this year. So uh, yeah, no, that album was sick. Um, uh, some other honorable mentions before I get into the actual list. Uh, Freddie Gibbs, Soul Sold Separately, um, fantastic album. Oh, just God, Freddie Gibbs. How did I doing forget about did. that? Soul I Sold mean, Separately would be on my okay. Like yeah. I, again. Yes, of course. Duh. Yep. Sorry, yep. Mr. Gibbs. <laughs> Thanks to Gibbs. We did an episode on it when it dropped. How could I exactly. have forgot? Again, I mean, so much music I listened to this year. So if you're going to say things and I'm going to go, God damn it. But yes, Soul Sold Separately. Hell yes. yes. So yeah, we talked about it briefly, even though, you know, we talked about the week of maybe day after it came out. So, you know, our response was, you know, fairly immediate, not as uh, you know, fleshed out, but you know, 
Freddie Gibbs, just one of the most consistent rappers ever. One of the best flows in the entire game. The way this guy can spit bars at the speed he does and just like sound like he's not even trying is insane. The beat selections, you know, you have all the classics on there. You know, you got some Alchemist stuff. You got some other stuff. I think there's a bunch of like Justice League stuff on there too. Fantastic beat selection. And then one thing we didn't really talk about in the episode was sort of like the theme of it, of how it takes place like over one night in like a hotel where Freddy is just like doing some debauchery stuff. And then you got like the little interludes from like Jeff Ross, Joe Rogan, fucking Kevin Garnett ran like, I love it. I love it. It's uh, I like, I just love Freddie Gibbs. Listen to him every time he'll drop an album. Um, one other last honorable mention. Uh, this dude has low key been one of the best rappers for years now. Um, dude still hasn't blown up yet. I don't know why this year he released, I think maybe four or five albums. Um, I'm talking about your old Droog. Um, oh, specifically yes. the Yodney Dangerfield album. Um, the dude's a big fan of comedy. He's, you know, he has multiple songs that reference stands up comedians. I mean, one on his first album, he had a song called Sam Kinison, which is like one of the best songs. This one, you know, Rodney Dangerfield references, uh, standout track is, uh, what is it? Brunch or 50 K where he referenced the whole song is referencing that meme of, you know, would I rather have uh, lunch with Jay-Z or 50 K or whatever, or 500 K, whatever it is. I love your old Drew. The dude's one of the funniest rappers. Like in his bar, like in his bars, like he is funny. Like it's him and Action Bronson make me legitimately laugh sometimes while listening to their bars. So uh shout out your old Drew. Uh and yes, shout out I New agree York. 100% your old Drew. Uh, okay. Has been constant. I think we talked about him at the end of the year last year too. Because he's mean, just been he's just been consistently dropping good stuff. Yeah, so. he drops multiple albums every year, and this year he's been doing like the the seven song albums. So they're very short albums. You know, you can almost consider them EPs. But like you know, it, it you know it's a uh, quality over content. You know, so dude, if he's gonna do short albums where seven songs are all bangers. Give me seven songs. Let them cook. Uh, let, let the exactly. man cook. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, let's get to it. All right, so here's my top 10 list. Uh, it's not in any specific order. It's alphabetical order. However, I'm going to start off with my favorite rap album of the year, which I must say came out in the last month of the year, in December, and I didn't even know about it until like a week after it came out and you told me to listen to it, Absol's Herbert. Oh my God! How did I forget that too? It's because it came out recently. What yeah. an album, right? Like absolutely, dude. Absolutely. I mean, he'll make that pun himself. And uh, Absol has just steadily been the most underappreciated rapper on TDE in Black Hippie. Like, I mean, I, of course, when, you know, the, your cohorts are J-Rock, Schoolboy Q, and Kendrick Lamar, you know, you might get overlooked. But the utter disrespect that Absol isn't one of the biggest rappers out there, he, man is consistently just got bars. His wordplay is fucking phenomenal. Like, uh, dude, yeah, the way this dude like will do double entendres, triple entendres, quadruple entendres, like, it's insane, dude. He's one of my favorite lyricists of all time. And also, 
the album has one of the wildest beat switches on a song I've ever yep. heard. Yep. On the song Holland Days, the yep. first beat is wild, but then when it just stops for a second, and then when that second beat kicks in, holy shit, I almost stepped out in the traffic. Dude, it was fucking bonkers when I yeah, heard that for it's, the first time. I, I think the reason why it's not on the list is because it was such a late, late in the game. Like, I think my yeah. list was already done when, mm-hmm. when it came out. But holy Lord, that album is incredible. Yeah. The first time I listened to it all the way through, I'm pretty sure like right after I was, I messaged you and was like, you have to listen yeah. to the new Absol album. Like mm-hmm. you have to, I might've even been like halfway through listening to it. And I mm-hmm. messaged you and was like, yo, yo. Because yeah. honestly, <laughs> I forgot about Absol because he hasn't put out an album in six years. And like, you know, these, these days from 2014 is one of my favorite rap albums ever. Do What Thou Wilt is fucking phenomenal. I mean, Absol, if you don't li- shout know Absol. Shout out Alistair Crowley, man. Shout out Alistair Crowley. Yeah. Do What Thou Wilt. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, that's my uh, spooky <laughs> brain. Um, but that's what it's named after. Yeah, Absol, yeah. Herbert, all of his albums go. But this one, I was like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? It's that, insane, dude. That beat switch. I felt the same way. I was like, what? Is this legal? Do I have to like rethink everything now? Like, do I have to yeah. shift a paradigm, man? Like, yeah, what the hell's dude. happening? Um, um, yeah, great, and, great, great, great addition. Um, yeah, and then there's the song on there, which I think is the song right after Holland Days with Joey Badass. I think it's called Moon Chaser or something like that. Uh, Oh, what's the song? Man, I needed. There's so many good songs. Fuck out of my face. Yeah, Moon Shooter featuring Joey Badass. Fuck out of my face. Do better. Bucket. Uh, gotta rap. Dude, yeah, front to back just Banger. goes yeah. hard. Goes yeah. hard. That album is much like for uh, Absol, what Love for Rent is for Smino. If you've liked all the stuff Smino's done up until now, uh, Love for Rent will, it elevates it. And I felt like Herbert, you know, even though he took time off and he's obviously really, really worked on this and he came back with something that just elevates uh, and invigorates all the things he's done before. He kind of touches on topics he's never spoken about before. There's a lot of honesty, but then there's other songs that are just bangers and you're like, go, yes, keep rapping. Like, it's it's, it's so good. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, the Absol Herbert, fantastic. Um, next album, it's completely different in every possible way. Uh, some Canadian girls and boy, uh, the band Always, uh, their album Blue Rev, boy, very good as well. Very good as well. Oh, so good. Really, I mean, you you put me onto that. I actually really really love that album. Yeah, I mean, this band is really unlike a lot of stuff that I listen to. I'm typically not into, you know, indie rock, indie pop, dream pop, whatever you want. It's shoegazy kind of. But like they, the songwriting is just so goddamn catchy. And the way the guitar sounds so heavy, reverberating, it's just noisy. And I love the keyboard sounds. It's just so good like this uh song belinda says is probably one of the catchiest songs i've ever heard um yeah just their mixture and like there's even like uh there's a song on the album palmeranian spinster which is kind of like a fun punk song i mean it's just yeah it's just really great like i thought their last album um 
forget what it's called, but the one with In Undertow and like Dream Tonight, like I thought that album was fantastic. And like this album is such a level up, like is insane. Like that band is going to be huge. They're going to be one of the biggest bands. I feel like um, once people just find them. Yeah. So listen to Always, Blue Rev. And there's and it's very Canadian. There's a lot of Canadian reference because they are from Canada. I think they're originally from out east. They've they're now based out of Toronto. But uh yeah fantastic band um next album this one uh came out earlier in the year and has been one of my go-tos throughout the entire year uh one half of the fantastic rap duo arm and hammer i'm talking about billy woods atheist mm. atheops i don't even know how uh, to produce, atheops or a- i think it's like atheops or atheops anyway that's yeah. a great great choice that's one that would have been uh for me maybe not the top but it was definitely up there and Mm -hmm. uh and you you put me onto that as well and i really really enjoyed it um yeah yeah. like really dark moody eerie samples you know and billy woods his rap style is very it's it's very almost spoken word because like he'll go off beat sometimes like he'll his the way he ends his bars you're like huh what and but then when the rhyme like comes in but when you finally figure out what he's doing you're just like fuck this dude's a wordsmith and like yeah the 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 whole album produced by preservation was just ah oh, the beats are some of these like asylum is just eerie as fuck no hard feelings um heavy water featuring lp and someone else uh just fantastic songs i mean there's a boldy james sample on there i mean yeah i mean what do i have to say boldy james is a king um i think he also i'm not sure if the album came out this year or last year but boldy james did an album with nick craven and god damn that album's fucking fire forget the name i didn't have it written down but it just came to me now boldy james puts out consistently fire work as well yeah the one he did with alchemist super techmo bow like yeah, that get was last. That was, that was last year. But get the hell out of here! That was yeah, so dude. good. Uh, Fucking fantastic! What's the hot water heater or whatever it's called? <laughs> the one with the song with the whistle in it. Oh God! Yeah. yeah. Or is that flight risk or what's it called? Uh, so one of one of them. Yeah, there's so many good songs. I mean, yeah, if you're not on the Boldy James right now, you gotta fucking yourself like that's another thing if you want to listen to coke raps and you don't want like mainstream shit like push a t listen to boldy james boldy james will fill that void if you're missing if you need some more coke yeah. rap in your life all right uh, what's next next um this one a band i found out through a podcast um f- through uh fat mike's fat mike uh the vocalist bass player songwriter of no effects he has his own podcast and there's one it was a podcast I spent a lot of time uh, listening to this year. And one of the joys of the podcast was that Fat Mike would have members of bands from Fat Records on. So I got to listen to a lot of members of bands from Fat Records talk. And there's this band called Escape from the Zoo. And they put out a fantastic album called Counting Cards. Uh, it's just if you love just fast late '90s, early 2000s punk music, it has a bit of ska in there. Um, just like there's such catchy melodies and like it, this fucking fast songs, dude. I just love it. And yeah, just the way they sort of combine genres. And the weirdest thing is 
they have a mandolin player in the band. And so the mandolin with a fucking distortion pedal on it, dude, it sounds like a lead guitar. So like there's some lead guitar melodies where I was like, oh shit, that's a sick riff. But then when I found out it's a mandolin, I was like, dude, that's fucking gnarly. Like, yeah, well, that's like, um, that's like the callous Dowboys have, yeah, they have a violinist. And so they have like a violinist playing like, like discordant melodies over their like tech breakdowns while someone's playing the trumpet. It's Mm -hmm. like, and it shouldn't work. But it's so sick. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Um, I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sca- Escape from the Zoo, Counting Cards. Uh, songs Sentient Beer and 12 Rounds. Those songs are have been on heavy rotation this year. They The choruses are all constantly stuck in my head. Um, so yeah, if you just like catchy, fast punk music with melodies, Escape from the Zoo, Counting Cards. Uh, next one, similar vein. I mean, not as super punk punky but more or less sort of punk sort of power pop-ish super catchy uh melodies and i think the average runtime of every song is less than 90 seconds uh this is joyce manor 40 ounce the fresno uh great album too i totally forgot about that one yeah uh yeah joyce manor consistently has been just one of the sickest bands a part of the sort of pop punk emo revival of the 2010s like bands like uh you know title fight i don't even think they're a band anymore but they got really shoegazy um citizen was sick but then they just became a brand new ripoff uh joyce manor has just consistently been writing the catchiest pop songs the fastest way possible I, I love this band. Um, and on this album specifically, uh, the drums were recorded by Tony Thraxton, who is the longtime drummer for Motion City Soundtrack. And he's always subtly been one of my favorite drummers. Just the way he does fills and he just does beats that I, in a pop punk song, I would have been like, that's not the beat I would have ever thought of. And I, I just love his drumming. He's not a member of the band. They got someone else, but... Uh, I love when I found out that he was drumming, I was like, oh yeah, this does the drumming reminds me of Commit This the Memory by Motion City Soundtrack. I was like, fuck, that's awesome. So, and you know. Something I didn't even know. I just remember listening to the album and thinking, well, this is really good. <laughs> yeah, know? I mean I was like, I was like, well, well, dang, they they did it again. <laughs> this is really- yeah, and it's a fast album. I think the album clocks in at 17 minutes, nine yeah. songs. So it's it's a quick listen. So even if you're literally on break, you can listen to the whole album. Um, so yeah, so that's Joyce Manor. Um, next, I got what's that? Kendrick, which we already talked about. So next one, band. Uh, they haven't released an album in like eight, ten years. But so this is the first one. The band off. Uh, punk hardcore punk band. Uh, with the vocalist Keith Morris from Circle Jerks. Uh, this album really caught me off guard. It was one I didn't really know about. It's really, you know, if you like old, old school, hardcore punk sound from like the eighties, like just fast stuff, but this one also incorporates, uh, oh shit. I didn't even say the album title. It's called free LSD by off. And that's off with an explanation point. Um, so yeah, there's like a weird combination of like punk hardcore and like metal riffs. And it just kind of has, you know, uh, Keith Morris's traditional just kind of yelling vocals. But the best thing about this album is there's four tracks called FLSD. And they're like these weird experimental noise jazz songs. And 
the first time I heard it, I was like, what the fuck is going on? I thought a car crash was happening in my skull. It's just, yeah, I just love it. It's an album that I forgot about and then went back to, forgot about again. And I, every couple of weeks, I keep listening to this album again. I'm like, fuck, this album's good. So yeah, if you're into the old hardcore punk and with like a weird experimental uh, edge to it, listen to Free LSD by the band Off. Um, next album I mean you would know one of theirs they have a song in GTA 5 so you would recognize one of their songs if I played it for you but uh, yeah that was something I did not expect you to know of um, next one also punk band we talked about it earlier love it uh, probably the best Canadian punk band going right now the unraveling of Pup the Band. Uh, oh my God. How did I forget about that too? We talked about it. Mm-hmm, we did. Wow. Uh, I'm so, I'm, I'm, I, I mean, hey, I dude, there's so w- many yeah. you forgot about. And now I'm just, uh, I'm just uh, returning the favor. <laughs> um, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say great, great album. Like fantastic. Yeah. Like I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the things we talked about uh, in that episode was uh, some of the production choices, some of the guitar tones. And, you know, I found it a little weird uh, when the album first came out. But now it's kind of like an afterthought when I listen to it, you know, because now when I listen to it, I really just listen to the great guitar work, the sick riffs, the catchy melodies, the weird time signatures, the random guitar solos, the and this band also is one of the band. They have like very funny lyrics at times, you know. Um, yeah, no, and like referential, referential like lyrics. Like, uh, what's they have a uh, one of the songs references a uh, Canadian radio station and how much they play a uh, Black Hole Sun. Is it? I think it's the Edge. It's probably the Edge or one of another Toronto rock radio station. But uh, yeah, I love Pup the band. Um, also, they're. They're, I'm pretty sure they're on tour with Joyce Manor right now. So, uh, yeah, if you like catchy pop punk uh, bands, uh, definitely check out that tour. Check out Pup and Joyce Manor. Um, so, yeah, the unraveling of Pup the band, definitely their most experimental album to date. Um, interested to see where they're going to go from here because, uh, you know, they've just consistently keep blowing my mind with albums. I mean, it's not my favorite album of theirs, but uh, still, no, nonetheless, a fantastic album front to back. Um, next, uh, yeah, we already talked about it. Fro- Rock Marcy, Alchemist, Elephant Man's Bones, fantastic album. And then this one, this band caught me the same way that I imagine the, uh, Callous Dowboys caught you. Uh, this band, Sol- Soul Glow, they're from Philadelphia and their album Diaspora Problems blew my fucking mind. It is, was jarring at first. This band is a combination of punk screamo fucking metalcore and hip-hop it's so fucking weird and like i think it's like three black dudes from like philly and it's just hard as fuck dude it's so crazy i'm gonna need to listen to this this is something that i have not how come you did not tell me to listen to this this sounds exactly like my type of shit I, I I don't know. This is something that really I've only started like listening to in the last like three months. So like it, it, it was an album that, like I said, at first it was jarring. I wasn't sure if I liked it or not. The, the, 
the way the vocals are, some of the productions, it's really weird. And I really don't know how to describe it. It's, you know, I, I, I said it's like punk rock, you know, meets metal, screamo, rap. And, you know, on paper, that sounds disgusting in a bad way. Like, that's like, why would you ever do that? But uh, on my in my headphones, it sounds fucking crazy. It's insane. It uh, is just the wildest shit uh i've heard in a long time very original um so yeah check out soul glow diaspora problems and then uh um yeah uh quickly i just want to shout out uh three scores because it kind of touched on two of them last episode uh nick cave and warren ellis their soundtrack for blonde the score is just fantastic it's a synth based score it's like it's just haunting uh it's fucking yeah, it's just at it's beautiful and haunting. Like if you are a fan of say the music of like Twin Peaks, it is very much in line of that. It's uh yeah, it's nightmarish. It fits. It made I think that's one thing that I love so much about that film is that since, you know, uh I understood what the film was trying to do and I think the music absolutely uh highlighted that and uh yeah, I mean, Nick Cave's a fucking all-star. I mean, he's just one of the greatest songwriters of all time. But uh, his, I love his music scores when he does them, which I think he's done all the scores for um, uh, Andrew Dominic. So I could be wrong. But huh. uh, anyway, uh, next one, definitely talked about this last episode. Uh, Tyler Bates and Tim Williams, their score for Pearl was fucking insane. I love the reference back to old 1930s Disney movies, 40s movies, and like the Roger and Hammerstein sort of stuff. Just the, as we talked about last episode, this film was such a, uh, just, I don't know, it's just such an interesting choice, just the way it was shot, you know, and I think the music uh, especially highlighted that um, because the difference, you know, um, Tyler Bates, he also did the score for uh, X, but with that one, he worked on it with Chelsea Wolfe, who, you know, she's done stuff with, uh, you know, uh, Converge. Uh, Converge. Thank you. And, uh, you know, if, if you're super into sort of goth, dark pop music, you should know who Chelsea Wolfe is. She's like the fucking queen of that genre. And uh, so Tyler Bates going from that sort of dark, moody, ominous sound to then doing a straight up like orchestra with like a fucking flute and bassoon section was phenomenal blew my mind and highlighted was just just a highlight of a nearly perfect film in my eyes was just fantastic and then the last score of this year that i absolutely loved is it from a video game that i will be talking about in a few minutes um don't know how to pronounce this guy's name he's from somewhere in europe it's very european name it's jan van der Krusen. I don't know, but uh, he did the soundtrack for Stray, the cat game, and mm-hmm. uh, it's just a really cool electronic uh, score, and uh, yeah, it was one of the few video game scores from this year that I actually, after playing Stray, I was like, man, I want to just listen to that music. I loved listening to that music. It, it fit the world and the tone of that video game so much. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, so yeah, those are my... Uh, b- b- albums so that's music yeah. holy shit we uh took it it was a long one let's try and keep the uh i mean I, i'm gonna keep it honest i'm gonna keep it a buck with everybody a lot of the video games that came out this year i didn't wind up playing i spent mm-hmm. a lot of my time this year playing games that were older that i never Same. got a chance to 
especially because I got the PSN Plus and it allowed me to uh, um, uh, the PSN Plus Extra or whatever you called. It allowed me yep. access to their games catalog. So I played a lot of games that were have been out for a while. Uh, so a lot of the things that I could say to them, other people have said a whole bunch about. But the few games that I will say, which are really, it's really short uh, of stuff that I've really enjoyed this year um, and I've played a lot of, uh, would be obviously something that I've talked about time and time again, Project Zomboid. I've played a lot of in the, in the last couple of months, and I really, really enjoy that game as a zombie survival game. It kind of reinvigorated my my uh, uh, love for survival games, and it's the, the isometric graphics and everything. I mean, I talked about it before on the podcast, the, the slow... Night of the Living Dead, shambling zombies, the level of stealth, the survival, the uh, having to worry about your stats and your fitness and your weight and everything. It's just a complex game. Um, King uh, Crusader Kings 3, a game that I played a lot of, another game that I spoke of on this podcast. Um, uh, and I can't remember if it came, if I bought it at the end of last year, if it came out this year, I think it was March of this year. It came out. Um, but I played a lot of, I love deep strategy. I love real time stuff. Uh, and, uh, that game just lets you be in control of a kingdom and do whatever you want. And, uh, and there's no real winning or losing unless you die. So you can run it however you want to do it. Imprison your, imprison your enemies, imprison your own court. If they wrong you, you know, rule with an iron hand. Yeah. or rule with uh, love and compassion you can uh, uh set upon your enemies with schemes of romancing their their wives and then seducing her so that the child that he bears is illegitimate and your son and you have a, a claim to their land you can do all kinds of weird and wacky and wild stuff and there's so much depth to it i really enjoy it um, I'm going to let you talk about Stray, but Stray is on my list. It is a game that came out this year and it's just a game that I find to be, um, you know, it's one of the few games, much like the Sims, which is something else I played a lot this year. Cause I finally got the computer version of the Sims four, which nice. has so many different features oh, yeah. that I didn't have access to on the and PlayStation version. And all, yeah, it's just you know, we, we, people have talked and talked about the Sims four. We don't need to talk about it again, but I've been playing it a lot, but it's a game. Stray is a game that you can play. That's beautiful, but also Mm -hmm. uh, visually beautiful, but it's, it's not so complicated that you, Mm -hmm. that you, it's like a nice walk. Like it's, 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 it's like a really easy to play accessible game that is in a really cool and interesting world. That's visually appealing and the soundtrack is excellent, as you said. And uh, who doesn't want to play as a cute little cat, man? Uh, exactly, the, dude. And the story is a little emotional at times. Um, and uh, and and it's in a really interesting world and all the robots and everything. Like, it's just, it's sick. It's enjoyable. Yeah. Um, hold on. And it's a quick, it's a quick playthrough. Like, I think it's yeah, only like yeah. it's very five, quick. five, six hours to like play it front to back. And like. Um, it's made, it's by an indie studio. I don't know their name, but, uh, yeah, I love supporting some indie developers and, you know, uh, Stray was fantastic. It was a yeah. fun game and I want to play it again at some point and I will. Um, the, uh, uh, the, what else was on my list here? Oh yes. As I said, uh, in, uh, an- another episode, or maybe it was a conversation we had where we were talking about the PS5 version of cyberpunk. 
Uh, Should have been the original drop. Plays Mm -hmm. excellently. We've talked Mm -hmm. about this in the podcast already before. We did an episode Mm -hmm. on it, but I played it a lot. I'm trying to beat out every single thing. And the uh, I I I don't know if the the DLC has come out already or if it's coming soon. Uh, February or March, I believe, and it has Idris Elba in it. Yeah, let's go, let's go, buddy, fucking go. Um, so that game, you know, disappointed when it dropped. We talked all about this in the episode, but very very pleased with the PS5 version. I wish that was just the original version that came out Mm -hmm. plays well super interesting um i feel like i'm missing some other games i i had him written down and then i think i lost them oh disco elysium which i was introduced to at the end of last Mm -hmm. year we did do an episode on it another great interesting deep and uh and wild and wacky game that's played in a different way it's a different type of game a different type of story um just absolutely blown away by that, which we did an episode yeah. about. So you can go listen to that. I we're running. We we have a whole interview after this, so I'm trying to r- fire through these as quick yeah. as I can because I don't want you guys to be listening to a three hour uh, podcast. Um, the uh, uh, stray cyberpunk, the cyberpunk updates. Um, shout out. Uh, Hello Games for consistently updating No Man's Sky. That game has gone from being a tiny little disappointment to being one of the most built out and advanced games. Uh, I'm pretty sure I said that last year, but they continue to drop free uh, upgrades and updates. Um, But yeah, a lot of the year has been spent playing, going back and playing games that uh, I may not have had the chance to play before. Uh, Another Mm -hmm. shout out that I want to give, and I know you hate uh, Battle Royale games, but Steve got me back into Fortnite, and thank God Fortnite made a no-build mode, because if building still existed, I wouldn't play that, but they got rid of it, and it's surprisingly fun. I really actually have enjoyed getting back into playing it with... uh, with uh with him and just playing it in general oh another one jurassic world evolution 2 uh i thoroughly 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 enjoy that game because i love dinosaurs y'all know that i love jurassic park um i believe it came park sim as well yeah i believe it came out last year at the end of the year um but it's something that's been on heavy rotation for me uh recently i purchased dying light 2 which has been a, a very fun um and uh enjoyable uh yeah. game uh, zombie i've been game really with, enjoying that one yeah it's really good um i've been playing a lot of the games from last year still to i uh, did i have been playing detroit become human we i spoke about that on the podcast um uh after we finished until dawn i wanted to try some of the other kind of playable movie type games and i've been very very i'm not done detroit yet but i'm close and i've been very very uh inspired and riveted by it i think that it's quite the game uh with quite uh quite a lot of depth to it um dying light 2 i can't really say too much about uh, because we haven't finished we we only just started playing it but i've been really enjoying it um Yeah. yeah i don't know i don't there's not a whole whole lot else that i can Mm. i can shout out here because i've just been playing a lot of stuff that has already been out um i do want to say as i said in the other podcast battlefield 2042 with the updates that came out i bought it for like 12 dollars or 15 dollars or something and uh and it's not as bad as it was when it came out i've actually been kind of enjoying playing it um and of course as always fucking rocket league 
So that's pretty much yeah. it. I mean, th- I've played other things. I just don't want to go through the whole list. Yeah. Um, there's games you've played that are newer this year that I'm sure you will mention. Uh, I yeah. just, I, I got my PlayStation plus extra and started exploring a lot of the older games. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, there are tons of people who talk about that stuff. So I don't want to go and waste, waste your time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll just read. Uh, so this is some stuff uh, from that was released you know, previous years that, you know, I was playing a lot of this year. Like, uh, I think for the first quarter of the year, I was exclusively playing Fallout 4. I love that game. Uh, I'll play that game again. It's just one of the best open world RPG games there is. If you like post-apocalyptic stuff, like just fucking play Fallout 4, dude. Like, I don't know. It started with me and Steve playing a lot of Fallout 76, the online one. But like, I don't know, it's just not as fun as uh, a more, you know, uh, even though Fallout 76 is actually growing like No Man's Sky similarly to become a really good game, uh, Fallout 4 is a fucking, just a classic. It's been one of the best games since it came out, I don't know, like eight years ago now? I don't know. I'll I'll consistently keep putting hours into that game. Uh, what else? Luigi's Mansion 3, that game was fun. That came out a couple years ago, but I just got around to actually playing it this year. Fun as fuck. Fun for the whole family. It's like a Resident Evil game for children. It's fantastic. Um, Metroid Dread, you're into, you know, obviously Metroid games. Uh, It's awesome. Uh, Yeah, as the old school sort of uh, side-scrolling camera, but it's got like modern Nintendo graphics. It's just a beautifully looking game. The world's so cool. You know, I just love, I love a platformer where you just get to go around, find shit, upgrade your shit, and yeah. Um, similarly, Super Mario 3D Land and the, uh, DLC Bowser's Fury. This game was super fun. Uh, Super Mario games are my favorite shit ever. Um, yeah, you can't go wrong. And then one game I played this year that came out a couple years ago, uh, it's called The Surge. Um, so if you're a fan of Dark Souls and the whole Soulsborne genre, uh, the surge is like that. Uh, the combat system's really unique, but the the combat and the setting are the two biggest things because uh, it's like a sci-fi game. So instead of being like an old high fantasy, medieval high fantasy, it's sci-fi, which uh, I don't think you know uh, they've really done that in the Soulsborne genre because usually it just sort of works with like a sword staff sort of thing. But uh, no, playing a sci-fi game that's equally as difficult as a Souls game was really fun. And then shit that actually did come out this year, as mentioned, Cyberpunk 2077, the PS5 version. Should have been Great. the original Excellent. only version. Should be the original one. Dying Light 2, Stay Human. This is one that we just started playing, and the couple of hours I've had playing with it is so fun. If you have buddies that also have it, play it. Me and Steve played it for like a couple hours one night, and it's one of the best like online gaming experiences I've had in quite some time. Um Next one, I'm sure anybody that's played this, this is probably your game of the fucking year. Okay, shout out to all the nerds. Obviously, I'm talking about Elden Ring. Holy fuck, this game is insane. Yeah, if you thought Dark Souls was, and, you know, Bloodborne, you know, were fucking the peak. Well, guess what? Elden Ring just fucking made a brand new mountain of what every other game is going to try to be for the next fucking yeah, five a, years. I, I haven't, still have not played it. I know, I know. I mean... But I've, I've I've seen the benchmark that it's set. Like just yeah. looking at the kind of ripples that have come out from it existing is, yeah. you know, 
you can see it like it's tangential. Mm-hmm. You can see that yeah. this is so I get, you know, and it's almost everybody's top game of the year. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I give all my respect to it and I will play it yeah. probably next year. And then yeah. next year Dude. I'll be like, you were right. <laughs> Dude, I had, I've, I've logged 40, maybe 50 hours in it. I still haven't even beat it. And the crazy thing is like people like Kenneth, Kenneth's like, yo man, I beat that like four times already. I'm like, ow dude like uh, but that's also just me like i need to like i keep finding new bosses completely new dungeons a whole new fucking parts of the map that i'm like huh and then like you know you you think you saw it all and then you just find a cave that takes you 10 hours to beat and you're like holy shit the game is just insane um it's brave yeah man it's just it's just i'm i'm currently on a hiatus from it because with all the souls games and from software games i tend to reach a point where i'm like fuck i can't i can't i'm i'm at a fucking standstill and i have to take a couple months off and then once i get back into it i end up beating the boss i'm stuck at and in this case the four bosses i'm stuck at and then <laughs> eventually i'll eventually i'll get to the final boss whoever the fuck or wherever the hell it is i'll find yeah. it um but yeah elden ring uh absolutely um another game this is my personal game of the year. Uh, just just fun. If you love old school beat 'em up, hack and slash shooter style games, like I'm talking like mid to, mid to late like mid 2000s Xbox 360 type games where they're just fun. They're just fun. That's a thing a lot of games are missing. They're just fun. This game is so fun. I'm talking Evil West. It's a uh, I don't even know who developed it. I'm pretty sure it's an indie developer, but you're just this like, it's this cool sort of um, uh, weird West sci-fi Western sort of genre, which is a really under tab genre that like, you know, the sort of wild, wild West, like the movie. It's it's just, I love the idea of combining like steampunk technology with a Western genre. In this one, you're playing a vampire hunter and you're just going through it. Like it's, uh, and it's actual levels. So there's like 15 levels where you start at one point, you get to an end point. There's a boss at the end, you kick ass. I love it. It was one of the most enjoy. Then the combat system just makes you feel like an absolute badass. Just the way you can string together combos. You can fucking go between a shotgun, a rifle, punch a guy. Ah, it's fucking, it's sick, man. If you, if you don't know about this game, check it out. It's really fun. Um, next, this is also probably everyone else's uh, game of the year. If it's not Elden Ring, it's probably God of War Ragnarok. I'm only a couple hours into this game. It's awesome. The combat, it's a lot harder than I remember a God of War game being. It, you know, you have to be, you know, the the combat's, you know, obviously picking up on a lot of things like the Soulsborne games, Elden Ring type stuff. And uh, yeah, it's just really fun so far. The enemies, the design, the world, it's massive. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, I'm still, still very early on in that game. Um, but uh, equally... Uh, big and amazing and beautiful. I put so many hours into this game. Horizon Forbidden West, a mm. fantastic sequel to the first game, which I know you've played. You loved the yes, first Yes, I can't one. wait to play. I still haven't. Like I said, there's a lot of games from this year where I just didn't mm-hmm. get to. And I feel like yeah. I feel like uh, Forbidden West is is will come before Elden Ring. Uh, mm. That's on my on my radar as the next thing I yeah. want to play. 
Um, but mm-hmm. it's been a busier year than our, our other years, oh, the past sure. couple of years. So it's like not as much time. And when I do have time, I just want something I can clock into clock out of yeah. battlefield, uh, uh, Fortnite, uh, you know, uh, my Jurassic park, <laughs> the Jurassic park evolution park or, or, mm-hmm. uh, uh, rocket league with, with the homies. Like, you know, like it's, it's, yeah, been, for sure. it's been a year where it hasn't been as much time to sit down and actually finish all the single player stuff that i want to um although i did put a long time a lot of time into cyberpunk earlier this year and disco elysium but anyway continue talk okay okay uh so just going to quickly list off these last four here uh they're mostly indie games uh first one a game called metal hell singer it's a shooter game but it's a like a beat rhythm music game so it's like Doom and Guitar Hero put together. That's that's the selling. That's literally the selling point of the game. It's Doom and Guitar Hero. You're shooting demons. You're in hell. The only thing is, you got to shoot your gun to the beat of the song, and it's all metal music with like like Surge Tankian from System of a Down's on it. Some the dudes from Trivium are on a song. They got a bunch of sick metal bands that do sick music. Fun game. Uh, yeah, uh, Stray, as we mentioned earlier, fantastic, as as atmospheric, uh, just a fun little game. And like you said, who the fuck doesn't want to be a cute little cat in a sci-fi world? Yeah. Um, next one, uh, a really cool game. Um, if you're into hard side-scrolling combat fighting combat games, Trek to Yomi. Uh, it's a fun game. You're a samurai, and the the big thing about this game is the art design. It's all shot in like beautiful black and white. And the, the world design is just really, really, really cool. It's one of the best looking games that I played this year. And then lastly, uh, like I mentioned earlier, the weird West genre needs to really be tapped into, uh, and this game called Weird West is really fucking sick. It's an isometric uh, shooter sim where you play as multiple different characters. Um, like one of them's a man that turns into a pig. You play as sort of like a Calamity Jane type of person. Um, what else? Uh, I forget the other characters, but yeah, the game's really fun. The world's really cool. And just the different shit you can do in each sort of level or mission is really awesome. Um, so yeah, shout out all of those games. I think that is everything. Holy shit, that took a long time. <laughs> it took a long time. Um, I think probably at the start of next episode, we will do our uh, kind of th- summation thoughts on the on the year and our hopes for next yeah, year. Yeah. Uh, I was going to recommend get, we do that. Yeah, <laughs> let's get right into our interview with Wednesday about Vice's. Um, if there's anything you feel we've missed, if there's anything you feel we should check out that we we haven't and we've never mentioned, or if you have any suggestions for things that we should, uh, uh, you know, uh, talk about topics or you would like to be a, uh, you're a friend of ours, you'd like to be a guest or a peer, you'd like to be a guest, email us birdprotocol at gmail.com. Um, uh, I'm not, I'll keep it short and sweet. 2022. A uh, lot of good stuff came out, a lot of good TV, a lot of good movies, a lot of good video yeah. or, uh, video games, which I didn't play, but apparently they're really great. Uh, a mm-hmm. lot of good music. <laughs> um, and uh, and it was that's why we broke it into two two parts. But thank you all for everybody who listened to any single episode this past year. Thanks to all of our guests. Thanks to, uh, you know, uh, uh, all of the artists, filmmakers, everybody for putting out such dope stuff. And thank you to everybody who's listening to us internationally. I know we said it last uh, week, 
But um, it's crazy that we have people listening to us on multiple continents and multiple countries uh, all across the world. And so if you're here or afar and you're part of the Bird Protocol family, you too are a bird boy or a bird girl or just a bird, however you'd like to be uh, 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 referred to. Um, but uh, uh, you are part of this. And 2023, we keep it rolling, baby. Um, oh, and yeah. we'll talk about our plans for the next year and some a little bit more about the last year, uh, next episode, whatever we decide to do. Let's get into the interview with Wednesday coming right up. As promised, we are back here with our good friend Wednesday uh, to talk about his newest album with the boy Flixo, with the goat. Uh, you guys dropped Vices this past Wednesday. Wednesday, thank you for coming on and talking to us once again. Thank you for having me. It's always an honor and a pleasure. Well, uh, first and foremost, congratulations on the uh, on the release. That's uh, for me, in my opinion, three for three with you and uh, Flixo. Um, uh, each of the albums sounding very, very different, um, but also the same. You have a really great kind of sonic continuum across all three of them. Um, before we get into the like heavy questions, tell us about the response to the album. Tell us how you're feeling now, uh, and uh, and let the people know a little bit about Vices. So you know, as an artist, you always kind of stay up till it drops, and you wait and make sure that you know all the links work and everything is is working properly. So when I got on like the Spotify artist app and I saw like 19 people listening as soon as it dropped, I was like, I was shook, man. I was, I was very, very grateful, but also very emotional because this album was really hard to make on my end. And to get that kind of feedback and reception from people was, it made everything so worth it. And I would do it all over again for sure. Excellent. And now that it's been a few days since, I've seen a lot of people posting about it, a lot of uh, uh, Instagram uh, reshares in your stories of people saying great stuff about it. I'm sure that's got to feel good. Oh, for sure. It's, it, it feels surreal. You know, it's, it's unbelievable. And I'm, I'm super grateful for everybody. And I'm, I'm grateful to be in the position I'm in right now. And, uh, and also shout out uh, Flixo, who executive produced uh, and also featured on some of the songs for the first time. I do have some questions about that. I, I spoke with him briefly, and we'll get to that later. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, I listened to it. Uh, I got a chance to listen to it just before it dropped. Um, I know that Otis has been listening to it lately. Uh, we both yeah. really, really enjoy it, um, and uh, and we wanted to talk to you a little bit about it. But first, um, what? why is it Vices? I saw something that you posted online about kind of the reason but for the name and the kind of themes that you talk about in the uh on the album um but why would you call vices and why don't you kind of go through what was the process for the theme of this uh, uh project so for me it was kind of like this beginning with karma and then skies blue and now vices it almost felt like a trilogy uh, vices being kind of like the closure to it obviously it's not the end of anything that me and flux are doing but it felt like the the final chapter of this this thing that we had um karma being like that album where i'm seeking revenge you know uh, uh bad karma on people who did me dirty um and then sky is blue is kind of just my realization that life isn't really promised you know we're here today who knows about tomorrow 
you know, everything that really matters is is that you're happy with where you're at in life and that you're happy with what you're doing. So that was Sky is Blue. And Vices is kind of just like everything summed up where I'm just kind of letting you know the more personal side of me, you know, what keeps me up at night. Um, and I finally learned that in order to find really true happiness is to just literally cut people off. You know, there's just, there's no soft, like, oh, you know, we could be friends in the future. Mm-hmm. We can maybe mend this. It's like, if you're causing stress in my life, I don't need you around. Genuinely, I, I, I'm at peace with myself in life. I feel like I finally kind of know myself and, and what makes me happy. Um, and I don't, I don't need to be out here looking or trying to, to put bandages on relationships anymore. It's kind of like, if you want to be in my life, you'll make an effort to be in my life. And the real people in my life have the patience for me whenever I go absent or go MIA. Um, I was just at a party at my, at my manager's house last weekend. And the question that I was being asked a lot was, you know, why did you go ghost on everybody? Why don't you come around? Why don't you talk to people? You know, you did this and then you just kind of left. And my answer is just like this, this album is what I've been doing since Sky's Blue came out. Um, and, and if you're questioning why I'm, I'm gone for long extended periods of time and why I don't respond, then you're not, you're not probably a real friend. You know, you don't know what I'm dealing with and what I'm going through at the time. I'm not one to really go on Twitter and, and really vent about my struggles and what I go through on a day-to-day basis. I, I usually just save it for the music. And I think I did a really good job on saving everything for the music on this one. And it, it, it felt like a lot of weight off my chest almost. Oh, for sure, dude. Cause like I was listening to the album this morning on my way to work. And the first thing I noticed was how honest you were like speaking on like relationships with women. Uh, You're like, drug use and I was like ah that's why the album's called vices I 100% get that and like especially like the past month and a half like I've been sort of like MIA socially with people just because like you know Christmas time's busy as fuck and then I also got like sick and then you know people are like yo man you good so I guess my question to you is yo man you good (laughs) yeah it it was um Yeah, that 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 was kind of like the the theme for you know everybody's yeah. kind of just like what's up with you man like are you okay and yeah. the music the music sounds a little sad you know there's there's good mm-hmm. songs energetic songs and then there's songs where I'm just like you know I'm up late thinking about million dollar deals like how the fuck yeah. can I feel um, but I'm I'm good I'm I'm good right now I'm like I said I found peace and I'm I'm genuinely happy with myself and everybody around me. Um, but during the process of making the album, obviously I was going through a lot of shit, a lot of, you know, personal stuff, family things. And, um, kind of like my, my great grandfather is in Mexico and unfortunately I can't go see him and he's, he's not doing so well. And, you know, on say grace, I kind of touch base on that, you know, like I genuinely, I get emotional because sometimes, you know, I don't, I don't send money to my grandmother because she's too old and she has people who you know, take care of her. And I, I, I'm not a bougie rapper. I'm not out here talking about really necessarily getting money and fucking bitches. Cause that's not the life I live, but like music for me, like that's, that's how I've been able to take care of my mm-hmm. great grandmother. And, and 
that's all that matters to me is family and friends and everything else is just extra bullshit, you know? And I, I really, well, first and foremost, condolences for your, for your family, um, going through stuff. And, uh, you know, as someone who is, uh, still going through stuff with my own family and, uh, and, you know, probably will for another year or so, you know, I understand how, how, uh, how much of a weight that can weigh on. And, and I'm sure Otis knows too, some stuff with his, uh, family, which I don't, I don't want to bring up, but anyway, um, that, that, you know, that is a weight. That is something we've, it's something that all pretty much everybody experiences as they get older. Um, and they become, you know, into actually entrenched into adulthood and there's, you know, realizations about the way we're living and self-awareness and relationships and realizing, you know, it's time to just sometimes cut off, cutting stuff off is better. And you're, you start reevaluating your relationship with your family and, um, you know, and these are all very real things. And I really, really appreciated how honest you were in some of the songs, like say grace, uh, vices, um, the way you kind of looked at yourself and your career and washed up lullaby, save your stories. But then you're right. You did have some upbeat songs that were uh, more high energy. Uh, don't give up without you, uh, Ellen degenerate, um, all really, really like, uh, one of the things that Otis said to me is, you know, some of these songs are really, really catchy. And, yeah. uh, and I, I don't disagree at all. I think that there's a, a really, really smart balance of the kind of, um, adult self-aware therapeutic, uh, release of your vices, your, your, the things you've been going through, the thoughts that you've been having and struggling with, with also the kind of fun and almost carefree Wednesday that was on sky is blue. Um, and, and I just think that that when you said it was kind of a trilogy, a continuum, it works so well sonically, but also mm. with the, the kind of song topics and the choices that you're making and, and uh, all of it is really, really good. And then you even call back some stuff like on this one, you have, uh, you know, rapping in Spanish, which is something that on karma, both Otis and I really loved and then you yeah. brought it back on a drill beat, which was crazy. And I was yeah. like, yeah, what? <laughs> what? Dude, um, Ellen DeGenerate, as soon as I heard that song, I was like, yo, somebody's got to put this in a Fast and Furious movie. Like, <laughs> Dom and the family's chilling on a beach, like, somewhere in South America, somewhere in Mexico. And then, you know, you get that big zoom, like, you just see the city and the beach, and then it just zooms down, and then it eventually just yeah. lands on Dom, and he's just chilling with the fucking Corona or Terramana yeah. or to, some to, shit. To, yeah. No, he, he won't be drinking Terramana. He hates The Rock. Uh. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe The Rock will come over, smash a bottle over his head, give him a rock uh. bottom. I don't know, man. Who knows? Uh, it's definitely going like to be the, the city. It's got to be the city, and then the beach, and then it zooms yeah. in. And you see, you see Dom sitting there holding the Corona from the top. Like no, he does. Dom, Dom, this is the visual. You get no. the city, the beach, Dom, his car is parked in the middle of the beach, hood open, and he's just working on it. And people are like, what the fuck's this guy doing? Yeah. And then you, and then for some reason, there's a crowd and two women uh, in matching bikinis walk by just in front of the camera. So you see their asses yeah. in like yeah, every yeah. Fast and Furious movie. That, that's no Ellen DeGeneres. That's a, immediately what I heard is that visual right there. I like uh, that. We need to make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> it, um, but yeah, no, I was I was very pleasantly surprised. Um, uh, and I was also pleasantly surprised with um Flexo and he he him featuring on um 
Lonely World and Brand New, both of which are songs that kind of deviate from there, there's a lot of deviation in this album from what you uh um uh, what you may have done before together. Um, like I found Washed Up Lullaby was super interesting as far as production. Um, uh, Ellen Degenerate using it, doing a, a drill beat, like a New York drill beat. Um, but what specifically uh, made you and and Flixo want to include Lonely World and Brand New and branch out into more of a, I, I want to say almost pop sound at, at times. Um, what was it about those two records and the process for that that made you want to include them? So... Like I had said, like this album was, <clears throat> excuse me, really personally hard to make just because I was riding the wave off of Sky's Blue and everything that we had done with it and it was doing so great. And it's probably my most successful album to date. Um, and you guys can relate, you know, as an artist, when you have something big like that, it feels great. You know, you feel like you're on top of the world, but also afterwards you come and you hit reality and you're just like, how am I going to top that? You know, what am I going to make that's going to be different, but also better than the last one, but not be repetitive. And Flixo really carried me through this entire album. I'm not even going to lie. He, he sent me Lonely World before Brand New. And he's like, I came up with this hook. Like, we, we need to make this song happen. And I was just struggling with um, writer's block and, and being creative. And he really, with those two songs, kind of sparked, like, the energy to to finish and wrap up the album and actually put it out. Um, but it was also something that we've been talking about for a really long time before that. You know, I told him, like, we need to put you on a song. Like, this could literally shock everybody that listens to us because they've never heard you talk. You know, even your tag, it's not your voice. Like, people are going to be shook when they hear you on a song legitimately given bars or given, you know, melodies or whatever the case may be. And he's always kind of been iffy about it. And I was just like, we need to try it out. I, I, I don't see, you know, how this could affect us in a negative way. If anything, it's only going to be a positive result. And, and that's exactly what it was. People really fuck with it. And, and I was telling him this morning when we were texting, I was like, man, you need to give yourself like credit. You need to give yourself some flowers. I think you, you try not to let it get to your head, which is also good and maybe part of his formula. But I'm also like, you need to give yourself a pat on the back, my boy. Like, you you've you've done all this and and you know even even with me i wouldn't be where i'm at today if it wasn't for him and and him literally taking us to the next level every single time we've put out an album or a single and and he's just he's such a genius he's super hard on himself you know he'll mix and master a song 10 times or however many times it takes to get the sound to be just right and you know, had Lonely World not happened, had Brand New not happened, I don't really know if we would have finished the album in time to put it out right now, you know? Mm. And, and uh, well, th I mean, I had a conversation with him after uh, you guys had uh, dropped Brand New where I, I said, you know, it's a hard thing to step out from behind kind of your persona of, of producer and then put yourself out there. But like to do that with somebody who genuinely appreciates you, who you have a working relationship and a friendship with, um, there's no real way that it could, could go wrong, you know, cause at the end of the day, the people who listen to you are going to love it. Cause you stepped out, you're going to feel proud of yourself. Even if you're a bit worried, 
uh, and and you're just strengthening your relationship and and exploring new kind of songwriting and sonic uh, worlds. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, ultimately he, he seemed like he was very, very, um, nervous, but very, very happy that he did it and was excited. And I said, you know, that's exactly where you should be. If you felt nothing, that would be kind of scary. You know, if you were, if you were too, too freaked out and like losing sleep over it, then that would be a bit too much. Like you're in the right spot where you're excited. You feel, you feel good, but nervous and all that stuff. And it, it also comes with, you know, him stepping out for the first time as a vocalist, right? Like there's, there is always going to be nerves and always going to be people wondering, is it going to, or wondering if people are going to like, if, if it sounds good, you know, all that, all that stuff comes with it. It comes even mm-hmm. seasoned musicians. Like all three of us have released multiple projects. There are times when we release new stuff where we go, are people going to like this? Is this going to be, is this going to do what I want it to? Are people going to understand it? Are people going to get the message? Um, Mm -hmm. Are people going to like how I sound? Uh, And, uh, and I think that ultimately, like I said, it's just strengthening you two as a kind of duo. um, But it's also opening up new doors for him. And obviously these two songs opened up kind of new uh, inspirations and new doors for you too. So it's like a win, 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 my dog. Like, Oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. And um, like so, sometimes, like you need that like person to sort of like push you into like in the case of like Flixo, like he needed you to like push him to like to do that because like I don't know, I just find it like so necessary because like even me, like when I like rapped like years and years ago, like back in high school, like I was always so embarrassed to like record anything and like put anything out. And it wasn't until the dude Leaf Grizzly was like, dude, I need three features from you. We're going to the studio this weekend. Get your shit ready. And I was like, what? Uh, oh, uh, okay. And then did it. And like those verses that I put on Leaf Grizzly's album, which is now out of print i think he like removed it from anywhere if you have, if you have listened to leaf grizzly foreplay you know what i'm talking about oh that yeah man uh, that, that timu salani <laughs> that's so yeah. goddamn hard oh my god um, but uh yeah sometimes you just need somebody to just be like dude just do it like like you said like what, what's the worst that can happen like you know and especially with you two like you're so well together that like it could only be a positive thing really so like I'm just happy. I didn't know that was him. I, I heard the other voice and I was like, oh, who is that? And I didn't realize it was Flixo because like he's credited on all the songs as a producer. Right. So I was like, I had no idea. I figured it was just like you like modulated or something. But now knowing it's him, it's like, oh, hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. No. Yeah. He, he definitely deserves his flowers. Um, sure. I saw somebody tweeted the other day that, um, they said Flexo is always going to be my inspiration because this man has managed to get thousands of streams without <laughs> without letting the world hear his voice up until now, which is, mm-hmm. you know, it's very factual for sure. Yeah. And I mean, he's also like probably one of the most consistent as far as like, I don't want to, I, I, I'm only going to use this term of endearment because it's where originally I f- looked at him and found him up because you had done karma together, but like the Twitter producers that I've met, um, and I don't mean that he's only on Twitter, but from Twitter, uh, that he is constantly consistent in, in delivering 
good stuff. Like even the, the kind of throwaway stuff that he's like, I'm gonna put it on my beat stars is like pretty well ahead of a lot of other people who are <laughs> putting their kind of, oh, I can lease this beats onto, onto beat stars. But then the stuff mm-hmm. on your albums, like, and the singles that you put out before, um, when you did that string of singles, all of that stuff is like really, really well produced, really well engineered. Um, and so like, you know, uh, you guys have a, have a, a steady rise ahead if, if for both of you individually and together, because he just constantly, I mean, I, I got, I, this is something that we've talked about briefly, but I, I found something of his that I thought I could put my spin on and do an anxiety weekend song and wanted to do it with you. And I heard it and it was so catchy. I immediately was like, yo, I want this. And that's, it takes a lot for me to go to another producer and go, yo, I need this because I can do most of that stuff myself, right, you know? Yeah. And I was so like, it was immediately, there's a, a vocal sample and guitar and the way that it sounded, I was like, oh, hell yeah, I need that. <laughs> and so that takes a, a like, that's, I, I don't, I think I can count on my two hands in the past, however many years, the number of times that I've purchased a beat from somebody else because it grabbed me that way. So, you know, his flowers are well-deserved from me, from everybody. Mm-hmm. He's an incredible producer and uh, you did your damn thing on this as well. Um, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy the trilogy of the three albums. Uh, and, uh, and I listened to all three of them. Uh, and I was like, after I saw you, um, I remembered that you had typed that up and posted that I listened to all three and I was like, damn, he's right. <laughs> This just works together. All three of them just work together. Um, what's your favorite song off the album? Mine? Yeah. Oh, man. <clears throat> um, That's tough. That's like saying like, oh, which one of your kids is your favorite kid? <laughs> uh, obviously all of them. But personally, I think my favorite off the album would probably have to be uh probably the intro probably vices just because i feel like it sums up the whole album as a whole but it's still like you still want to listen to the rest of the album you know it kind of just like the the book summary so to speak um you kind of touch bases on what you're going to talk about throughout the whole album you know this and that but it's also just a very melodic kind of driven song and the beat is just super super soothing laying in bed listening with the headphones on type b you know mm, yeah i really i was really pleased with the with the intro too uh, that's it's a very strong first offering i actually really appreciate um kind of uh that kind of having a i don't want to say it's like a soft intro but kind of the opening chat like explaining everything and touching on all the themes and it doesn't go super super hard it never uh, you know, it never becomes like really aggressive. It's just like, you're kind of like, this is what I'm talking about. And it's a beautiful beat. And it's very like, uh, kind of raw, uh, lyrically. And it just kind of sets everything up purposely or excuse me, purposefully. And then, then you go into the songs, like our, our buddy Cody says, every album track two is always the banger. Track one is always like the opening open offering. Uh, opening offering and then track two is the one that comes in and smacks and uh i would say f- vice is very good but say grace don't give up and without you as like a three peat is really really strong 
like all three of those songs going back to back to back after vices is like excellent excellent track listing and planning in my opinion yeah and that's all you know credit to flex so he's he's always done the the track list for the albums and stuff but um going back to the intro like coming off of an intro like through the line on sky is blue i was nervous putting vices as an intro compared because they're two different energies you know mm. and and i'm so used to kind of starting off an album with something just really strong and just upbeat but on this one i was just like i'm just gonna kind of like i said in the little documentary put i'm just gonna let my hair down and and just do kind of what i feel is right at the moment right now and i think it works perfectly with this album like that's what i guess i was trying to say was that the kind of the lyrical content, the summation of pretty much uh, or, or touching on the themes that you were going to expand upon later in the project and the very melodic, like, as you said, lay in bed, listen on your headphones, beat, uh, the, the that nature of it really works with the whole overall project. Like, if you had had an intro like that on Sky is Blue, I don't think it would have worked as well because Sky is no Blue way. is overall a way more kind of high-energy project. Um mm-hmm. So it's it's very uh, it was very smart. I don't know, Otis. Do you have any Thank thoughts? <laughs> um, yes. I don't know. Kind of switching it up here, uh, like because this one. So last year you did Sky Is Blue. I think that was like March of last year. Then in July you did Thank God for Me, which like I don't think we've had the opportunity to talk about. Um, and that one, that one's not Flexo, right? Yeah, those are just re-releases, like really old songs on SoundCloud okay. that were really popular. And it just felt like the right time, maybe in my career, to just be like, I'm going to reintroduce this to like the new listeners. And it it did so well it. for being like songs that were six, seven years old. They still sounded like something that I could have made like to this day. Dude. Wow. Okay. I didn't realize that because like the way you like sequence the songs for that compilation, like it sounds cohesive. Like it's like, cause you're also like just going over like some sick trap beats on that one too. And I'm like, yo, this is, this is hard. And dude, now if you're saying these songs are old songs, holy oh, shit. Yeah. Dude, those songs. Yeah, no, I'm glad. I'm glad you re-released that then. I didn't even realize that. Uh, maybe I'm just dumb, but uh no, no, man, those no, songs no, go hard. Well, Thank you you, um, you had mentioned it briefly when you released it that some of them were from SoundCloud. So I knew that. Mm. I knew that some of them were from SoundCloud or some of them were older. Um, I gotta say though, that song Hold Your Hand, the instrumental to that is is tremendous. And just the whole vocal performance you did on that song is tremendous. And yeah. shout out whoever uh that did the cover, the that that uh beautiful young lady with the Wednesday necklace and everything like that was almost perfect. Like the having it titled, thank God for me. And then having someone wearing a gold necklace with your name is that was like, I was like, Oh yeah, that's, that's what time it is. You know, <laughs> we know what time it is now. Um, but, uh, Oh, go ahead. Matt. Uh, uh, Cause also last year you put out the single for tough love and that caught me off guard. Like that came out of left field because I was like, "Wait, what? He's doing pop punk song, pop punk songs now? What's what's going on? This dude listen to some like Travis Barker produced shit. Like, are you a fan of like pop punk? Was that something you you like were like, yo, I want to do something that's 
really catchy and you know sort of has that vibe or is that just something that was kind of like bestowed upon you i i love that kind of genre of music and oh, yeah and I'm, I'm a big fan of it but you know sometimes you're a fan of certain music and you're always just like yeah. i wish i could make a song like that right and and then i made the song and i i wasn't even gonna put it out to be honest mm. that's why it's not really on it's not on any project or album or nothing it's just kind of just like this no. you know free throw whatever um but it, it worked did. as a single yeah, for sure oh man it, it it did way way past what i thought it would do i thought it would just be kind of like a hit and miss but like people really like that song and i'm mm-hmm. shook about it honestly yeah well and if, you, if you're listening and you've heard that song and you like it uh you would definitely enjoy lonely world on the new album vices mm-hmm. um for sure. the other ep that you dropped last year get well soon um i did want to ask you about since we're going back a little bit um the uh the that ep i found the production to be so interesting was there a thought going into that about distinctly choosing uh very eclectic and like bombastic production for that like how did that ep come about i'm not gonna lie to you i'm gonna keep it a bug with you guys because i feel like i can always be super open and honest with you guys i was going through it during that time hence the title you know get well soon it was kind of just like a message for me. Um, I had made these songs when I was going through like a really rough mental breakdown stage in my life. And a lot of the songs that I made and put on that project were just me, me trying to get better, really. Just not even as an artist, like lyrically or, you know, sonically, but just as a person and whatever I was dealing with at the time. Um, so really it wasn't even like an EP that I wanted to put out for, let's say the people, obviously, you know, we put out music for people to enjoy, but that was more so for me, it was self-medication for me. And I wanted to just put songs on there that, yeah, they were, they were sad. Some of them were really sad, but it also felt good just getting that out of my system and, and just, just trying to get better mentally and, and everything in life. Well, I, I have two two points on, on that. Um, uh, what, well, three, actually. One, I mean, you, you, I'm sure you've listened to my music. It's very much my therapy as well from time to time. Um, yeah. And uh, I found it so interesting hearing you say that uh, because before Anxiety Weekend, there was a project called Ghost Signal that I did that was very similar. Uh, and it was, there was a period of time where uh, just before kind of my life fell apart at that time. I was working on this uh, album called Get Well Soon and it was me doing the same thing. Um, wow. And, uh, and, and it was, uh, uh, some of those songs were, were I, I eventually decided to fold Ghost Signal and I, I, at that point, I didn't believe in myself and in my abilities to sing and my abilities in songwriting and all that stuff. So I just shelved a lot of it some of those songs, the skeletons of those songs became stuff that were on um, Mind to Keep Distant, the the uh, instrumental Anxiety Weekend album, the first one. Uh, but some of it wound up being, uh, you know, worked into, reworked into songs that came out on, on Different Now or even parts like samples that I had found wound up being used on on Infinite Repeat. But it was called Get Well Soon. And, and um it's funny because like as artists, I think that there's like a thing that universally we all feel sometimes. And that's why sometimes artists can really relate to each other, but it's so, this one is so very 
distinctly like one-to-one except you managed to put yours out I kind of gave up uh which (laughs) which turned out to be a good thing because my time making anxiety weekend as an instrumental project really helped me explore different genres of producing and writing and all that stuff so I wouldn't change anything um but even though it was a hard time for you sorry that was a long whatever uh i think get well soon really even the the kind of mix of the eclectic like high energy beats with the kind of really honest and and kind of sad lyrics it was something very special like i really liked that ep and i thought it was something um very unique when i first listened to it i was like wow this is this is something like wholly his own um which i really enjoyed but back to vices thank you um you're very welcome uh i think we we can agree that karma sky is blue vices thank god for me the eps and singles you put out i mean you're on an upward trajectory as far as skills songwriting rapping uh vision um your work with flixo is improving where do you see yourself going next um we already started working on the next album so uh and then there's also a lot of songs that didn't make it on devices that we kind of just have in the vault right now. There was a couple, a good amount of songs that didn't make it. So, you know, depending on, on what vices ends up doing, um, I, we got another project ready to go whenever the people want it. So I, I, I just, I want to go, I put out a lot of music last year, I feel, but this year I just want to go, you know, 20, 30 times harder than I did last year, but not even just like dropping a lot of music, kind of like artists just, really drown the fans and music but i want to put out music that is is going to be you know just as good as the first time you listen to it in five years or 10 years i want to make just timeless music so that's my goal for you know this year and and the following future is is just keep going and keep keep making better music just keep progressing as an artist but also as a person and we can all aspire to that that's uh truly a uh uh, uh, something I feel as well. It's a great goal to have. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully this year we'll finally get the uh, Anxiety Weekend and Wednesday collab after you did the very successful collab with uh, Mindy uh, and Where's Luna. And apparently there's another one coming out t- tonight? Tonight, and it's it's crazy. It's It's insane. <laughs> Well, so, you know, you just gave him Vices. Now you're giving him another feature with, uh, with, with Mindy Sounds, uh, Mindy, and, uh, and, and that song, uh, Keeping You, was such a fun track. Uh, I was like, wow, this is, like, straight, like, pop goodness, like, indie pop goodness. And you know I love that shit. So I was like, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was a good time making it, for sure. I was shook when he messaged me and wanted me on the song. I was like, no way, me? <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, all right, Otis, you got any final questions before we wrap it up? Uh, yeah, so it just isn't pertaining to anything in general. This is going to be a part of uh, part two of the Bird Report where we're talking, uh, you know, last week we talked uh, movies and television. This week we talked some music and video games. Uh, I know you play the Switch. Uh, is there anything you played, seen, listened to this year that you want to shout out? Damn, good question. Yeah, that is a really good question. <laughs> uh, 
you know, Palm Reader actually messaged me this, I think it was last week, and he asked me for my PlayStation Network tag, and I swear to God, I don't have one. Um, <laughs> but every single time I post, like, a story or something, and it's in the background, people always hit me up and ask me for my tag, and I feel so bad because I'm like, I don't have one. But I do play my Switch pretty frequently, if not every yeah. other day. And it's not a new game, but I, I recently just got back on it because my, my little brother gifted it to me for Christmas. Shout out to him. But Minecraft, man, I just... Mm, classic. It's, it's been very therapeutic with me in, in the process of finishing vices and keeping my sanity. I love building. I love just kind of making random stuff. So Minecraft, if, if you haven't gone back to it, I know everybody in the world has played it once. That's, what, that's where it's at. And they've added tons of stuff like Minecraft that from where they were in vanilla Minecraft years ago to where vanilla Minecraft is now without any mods is like totally different because they constantly add stuff uh, for free, much like uh, No Man's Sky and other other um, games that are constantly being updated. Well, that's I mean, do you got any movies, any uh, any television you're watching, anything else you want to shout out? I mean, Minecraft is timeless classic. So, you know, um. I don't really watch TV much. I'm not going to lie to you. But if there's one thing that I would recommend, I don't know if you guys have heard it, but the new Breakins album is amazing. And I think that everybody should listen to it. Well, this is being pre-recorded. So that is included on my list or was included in my list. Uh, That album is wild. Just production-wise, vocal performance-wise, songwriting-wise, um, you know, people like to, to, uh, I'm sure I've already said this in the net, in the, uh, list that we're recording, but, uh, people really like to, to kind of poo poo at hyperpop, but mm-hmm. this guy really showed like, kind of like indie electro what would be considered hyperpop, I guess, uh, can be very like interesting and tasteful and the vocal effects and the vocal, you know, melodies and everything can be like actually very uh interesting and beautiful and like skillful um so yeah hell yeah i t- definitely agree with you on that the break it's album is is really really good um what's your favorite song though i gotta have uh i gotta pull it up um to look at it here i mean everybody loves f- is it 5g the 5g is hard uh deep fake is hard yeah, there's there's some uh so Hypochondriac is the album. Um 5G is really really good. Um I I like uh is Venus Flytrap the one where let me just play it cuz nobody can hear it. Yeah, Venus Flytrap is really good. Um Deep Fake is really really good. Um I like the intro song Bugging. Um Caffeine is really weird but really good. Um, almost all of them are good, man. Like I like the whole, the whole thing. I right. know that's kind of a cop out, but I mean, five G <laughs> would probably be the song. Like when I first listened to it, I was like, "Wow, this is really catchy yeah. and really like, but different." You know what I mean? Like it was so, oh yeah, it was so different but so catchy, and uh, and the irony of it being the song that blows up, and it's literally about him being like internet addiction is like ruining me and society is like super uh super funny that it became the tiktok song (laughs) (laughs) let's uh everyone's so unaware of things yeah it's crazy um 
Well, I guess that's it for today. Vice is out everywhere now. Uh, go run it up um, and uh, and be sure to give your flowers to to uh, Wednesday and to Flixo on uh, on Instagram. Where can they find you on Instagram and Twitter? What's your uh, handles? Find me at Wednesday O D W H E N S D A Y O D. Fantastic. Uh, well, you can find us at P A L M R E A D R. That's Palm Reader without the last E. And uh, uh, that's on Instagram. Where can they find you, Otis? Uh, you can just find me on Instagram as well, Otis Morris Dude. Um, if you're on Facebook, find me on Facebook. I've been posting movie reviews on there. So if you're into dumb shit like that, check mm. it out. Uh, well, thank you, Wednesday, for coming on. Congratulations again to both you and Flixo for another amazing project. I wish nothing but uh, many plays, much reach, much success. And, uh, and, uh, oh, also listen to both of the, um, singles from Mindy featuring, uh, Wednesday, uh, without you. And do, can you share what the one that's dropping tonight is called designer girl? And it is insane production wise, lyrical melody, everything. It's everything you want in a song for sure. Well, then there you go. Check out, uh, without you and designer girl. Thank you once again to everybody who has, uh, uh, listened this year. 2023, we're doing it bigger, badder, radder, um, uh, more exciting, more exuberant. Uh, and yes, thank you for coming on Wednesday. We really appreciate it. Thank oh, you for man. having me. Always a pleasure. And can I say one last thing? Absolutely. Sure. Floor is yours. So <clears throat> I just want to give a thanks to everybody who helped make the album uh, from final touches to, you know, the critical parts. I want to thank. Uh, Ari for making the album cover. She did the Sky is Blue cover as well. Um, I want to say shout out to Benny for holding me down. Shout out to my little brother for helping write. Um, shout out to the girl who's literally keeping me at peace and humble. Uh, love her to death. And shout out to my family for supporting me throughout this whole process and never giving up and losing faith on me. And I want to say thank you to you guys for nonstop giving support and showing love. Um, we wouldn't be anything without you guys. So thank you so much for real. You are very yeah. welcome. And, uh, and we thank you guys for, for, and, yeah. and also shout out, let's shout out, uh, Maddie at FTI and the whole FTI oh, community sure. as well. Mm -hmm. um, yes, yes, yes. Because that's how we wound up meeting each other. And, uh, back in the discord days, the cemetery sound radio days. And from there, it's been nothing but a wonderful friendship and, uh, and uh, you know we were we're happy to see you succeed always. So sure. thank you for FBI. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Uh, go stream vices. Check out the singles. Uh, check out Otis Morris's Cavernous album. Check out On Infinite Repeat and the singles from or the single, maybe singles by the time this comes out from uh, from my my upcoming uh, Anxiety Week MDP yet to be named yet to be announced. Uh, and all the best in 2023. This is the end of the bird report. Uh, remember, always initiate the goddamn protocol. Peace. Bye-bye.